from downtown, this is Tim Kitsar from NBA Jam, and you're listening to Nintendo Main Podcast. Boom shakalaka! This week on Nintendo Main, we talk about the news for the week, and did the Sonic guys hear our last episode? I know you love me. I want to roll you up into my life. I watched the new Super Mario Bros. U Deluxe start screen for eight hours today. I know you love me. I want to word you up into my life. Let's roll up to be a single star in the sky. I hear you calling me. I want to word you up into my life. Let's love up to make a single star in the sky to you. sounds like an awful you know you could have been doing fun things i hope you got paid for that (laughs) that's a whole lot of time uh, of wasted time that i thought hey welcome to nintendo main podcast this is episode 170 this is your place for nintendo news and fun stuff from nintendo fans like you and uh we are your hosts i'm trey conquest conqueror johnson I'm jeremy too much stressful side scrollers mikowski i'm john gonna need a pokedex knitter oh yeah and let's start off how we normally do and talk about what we've been playing. Who wants to go first? Actually, you know what? In case we forget about it, why don't you tell us why you've been watching Super Mario U, the title screen for eight hours, John? Sure, yeah. Uh, well, I work at the VR arcade, and it was a slow day today. We do have uh, Nintendo Switches at the at the arcade, and um, we'll just leave the games up and run for anybody who wants to come by and play. And mm-hmm. one of them was New Super Mario Brothers. You, which was sitting in front of me um, uh, at the desk, and so that was my that was my straight on view for the mm-hmm. day. And you eight hours of New Super Mario Brothers. You and you were you so busy that you couldn't go play it? Like you, or is that just not allowed? Like while you're on the clock, uh, not that it's not allowed. Or I just I don't prefer to play the games while I'm at work, just because you know if somebody comes in, it's not it's not really a, a good look. Well, yeah, I mean, you, you might there play the game. You might uh, like, you might what? attract customers though. Like if you're playing something, they're like, "Hey, what are you playing?" And you're like, "Here, here, play it." I don't know. So when that, when that you got to be like muttering things under your breath, like, "This game's so fun. I hope no one comes up and wants to play it because <laughs> I'm having so much fun with it." And if someone else comes up to play it, they get to play right away. Yeah, I mean, I it'd be, be kind of like demoing it, you know. I mean, obviously, don't if somebody wants to play it, don't be like, "Oh man, I'm stuck on this boss. You can play after I'm done with it." But I would think that you like playing the game would be showing somebody. You know, like kind of demoing it. I mean, I'm sure it does. I'm sure it plays some levels or something like that on its own. But I do that. Yeah. Some, I do that sometimes at the bar. You like run I, the place by I, yourself. I play stuff right? every once in a while. Yeah. Um, sometimes. Yeah, today, yeah, I, I was a little bit by myself, and um, for part of it, the boss was there as well. But I just, I, I don't, I don't. It puts me in a different mindset when I'm playing a game. Yeah. I'm like, I'm, I'm at work. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't want to get too much into the game and. You know, somebody walks in, and I don't see them come in. Mm-hmm. Well, I, so mean, I try not to do yeah. that too much. Oh, okay. I would just. I, I will yeah. play like the VR games, but that's different. That's because sometimes people are like, if I'm in a spot where people can see me, it's like an attractive thing mm-hmm. to see me play in Beat Saber every once in a while. You know, if it's slow or whatever, people will actually stop and look. Oh, what's that guy doing? Yeah, but and then I take the headset up and let them know what I'm say, doing. I was gonna say you'll definitely not know that somebody walked in though if you're wearing the VR headset. 
right? Because well, you can't so see I'll, them. I'll peek out. <laughs> or you might like, try to slash them with you. Look your out every like 30 seconds or so. You can kind of look out. There's a like, little gap by your nose. You oh, just okay. kind of look up a little bit. You can see <laughs> you anybody there. It. Yeah, because you probably I'm, – I'm sure you do. You can't wear headphones because you wouldn't hear anything. I, I leave the headphones up, yeah. We yeah. have the music playing. That's another thing we do is we have the music playing so that we'll hear the music. Oh, okay. And like, oh, what's that sound? Like, come on over. I think you would get the same effect, though, if you are playing Super Mario U Deluxe. That's all I'm saying. Don't discriminate, John. Play, play all the games. I guess Everybody I understand like also, though, John, that you don't want to play that game because you might be interested in playing it. In your free time, you don't want to play. Yeah, it. that's the other thing. It's like I kind of wanted. I do want to get into New Super Mario Brothers U sometime. I never played the game before. You want to enjoy it? Um, yeah, I want to dive in. You know, kind of like we were talking about before the show, like what what the stresses of reviewing a game. Like if yeah. you are a reviewer, you don't get to actually enjoy the game. Um, and so I, I think I feel the same way if I'm playing at work, a game that I really want to dive into. Sure, it's like oh, I'm only half paying attention and half paying attention to the store. Unless so, you're, I yeah. mean, I don't know. I think there's some greatness to getting paid to play something though. You know, like if you were street, like if you're a professional streamer and you're getting paid to play that, play a game on there that you enjoy, I think is cool. You know, I don't know. That's true. I don't know the impression. I don't know the pressure. I haven't made anything streaming or <laughs> anything else. So aside from, aside from Patreon, patreon.com slash Nintendo made podcast people, but not, not very much. I made much from there. But yeah, no, uh, yeah, I understand that. But you know, give it a try one time. See if see if anybody will check it out. Do uh, would you, do, who wants to go first on talking about games here? And, uh, other than, uh, do you want to continue on since you started with the uh, Mario Brothers U? John? Sure, yeah, and I don't have that much this week. It's the same old, same old for me. Uh, I went back to Rocket League um, to see if they uh, changed the they changed the logo on Rocket League, and that kind of got me. Oh, what, what did they do different to it? I don't think they did that much different. Change to the, the logo. Game. They changed the logo, but it did get me hooked again for a couple hours this week. I was going to say... I uh, saw how many hours you played that game today. I, I was yeah, creeping on um, your history a little bit. Oh, yeah. Problematic. I creep, I creep on both of you guys' history. Yeah. Let's just say it's an hour for every day of the year and not a leap yep, year. That's true. Yeah. Well, uh, that's how I remembered it. Yeah, and I got it, like, what, a year ago? So I guess I've played an hour every day. Yep. Wow. wow. Sometimes more. Yeah. One twenty-fourth <laughs> of your time, 4% of your life. Yeah. That's true. That's true. Well, that I got it a little 4%. over a year ago. Whenever it came out, I think it was, it might be almost two years at this point. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I enjoyed uh, that game. And actually, the other game that I'm playing again is uh, Super Blood Hockey. And I had a realization that, like, between the two, they're kind of similar. You know, I think I just like that kind of game where it's fast paced, you're shooting something around an arena. You got a yeah. big net there. So exactly. Yeah. Block it. yeah, you got you to put stuff in nets for, for goals, you know, similar. And yeah, yeah, I'm not a sports guy myself, but I do. I guess I like that kind of gameplay. There's you know, some sort of games, high hockey octane. Games. But there's um, no uh, there's no online mode for Super Blood Hockey, though, right? It's not like no, the that's same the only competitive thing. As I said last week, I think everybody should go buy Super Blood Hockey so that they get inspired to put an online mode in there because it's really sorely missing. I mean, there's enough to do in that game. Regardless, I think it's totally worth the. I think it's twelve bucks on sale. I think it's worth fifteen bucks. Yeah, it's you know, still regular uh, price. Totally worth it. Yeah, it's it's on um, sale yeah, through the, be cool. It's on sale to the sixteenth, so they're still rocking that uh opening sale, which I like that. Sometimes sales only go until the game comes out, so I like this. So yeah. And then yeah. on on the subject of logos, I will say that I I noticed this week that you know the Super Blood Hockey logo is kind of lame. Like it's really not representative of what the game is. It's um it looks kind of like uh I don't know to me something that somebody made in Flash or something. Mm-hmm. It's just too simplistic. I think they could have gone with a 
uh, a better logo. Like the opening title screen is inspired by Streets of Rage. I would have loved to see a Streets of Rage st- style title screen. Like imagine mixing well, they'd have to that have game like with the... NHL '95. <laughs> they'd have that to would have be like more the... accurate. Yeah, they have to have the players just like standing there, like with a neon city behind them, like with their arms out, like all flexing, like right. You know, you know like the Streets of Rage people. That's what I would. That's what I would see. I guess. Yeah, that's that's in there. And well, they also just show like it just says Streets of Rage with the big two on two. But yeah, that'd be for cool all these extreme shows. sports. Do you like seem like they the setting is best if it's like neo future dystopian kind of. <laughs> If I get the sense that I could die playing this game, it definitely yeah, yeah, ups yeah. the ante. <laughs> Neo future. Like the world's so hockey. shitty outside that people just want to watch other people die, like for sport. For sport, yes. I mean, it's kind of like how a, a mutant football league is, right? Uh, it's the same sort of thing where it's like the future and there's robots. I think and Rocket League killing each other. Same thing. Like, yeah. there's not death in it, but I think it's supposed to take place. It's definitely it has a gladiatorial feel to it. Mm-hmm. Like the cars explode and then the announcer cheers and. Yeah, oh, yeah I forgot feels like a high stakes cool. game. Did uh, did you notice any difference with the uh, epic acquis- uh, acquiring of uh, Rocket League? Like, is the is that why the is that why you checked it out because they're because they were bought and all that? Like, does it show it on the i like is it on the title screen? Does it say like Epic Games now owns Rocket League or anything like that? Is their name? No, in it the doesn't title? say anything like that. But there is a weird building mechanic built into the game now. Yeah, <laughs> now you can build no, walls. Just and, joking. And now you can do stairs. This actually, the, on that subject, this is a news thing too, though. But Epic Games, uh, damn, John. what he got that went right over my head. I just <laughs> <laughs> you just got the building of walls. Yeah, dude. Sorry, Fortnite. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but what we were talking about last week with uh, Jeremy saying that those uh, streamers like said they hated Fortnite and all that, and that uh-huh. and that Epic Games like needed something else. Well, apparently they're working on another game. They're working on like a turn-based uh, action uh, John Wick game. I don't know if it's coming to Switch or not, but I'd be surprised if it didn't. I know it's like PC exclusive right now, but it looks really cool. Uh, actually, friend I of haven't the sh- seen the John Wick movies. I've heard they're kind of good. They're great. I, I've liked I've liked both of them. I'm actually will Jess and I will see the third one. I'm sure and probably do it. It's Keanu Reeves, right? It. Yeah. No, it's just it's just a it's just an action movie done really really well. It's like okay. super like it's super like. You know, like like the sub the subject of it is just not it's, compli- it's not complicated. Woo, no, 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 no. John Woo, no. There's no doves or any any unwanted slow motion or anything like that. It's I'm just a, thinking of good action movies. No, it's just done really, really well. It's basically really well. Yep. It's basically a guy who like lost his wife, whose wife's dead. She gave him a dog. That's like his only remembrance of him. And these guys break into his house and kill his dog. And it's basically one of those things where, like, uh, maybe you shouldn't have killed this guy's dog because he's a professional killer, and he just goes through and just goes through the ranks of this of this guy's family, and just does a whole lot of really cool killing. Is basically what the game, what the movie is. It's, it's really like, well shot. It's like shot really well. Like the choreography is incredible, and it's just tight. Yep. It's like really it tight, and it just works really well. Is it bloody? It's. I wouldn't say it's like over the top, but I mean it's violent. Obviously, I mean he kills a lot of people. But it's one of those things where it's like, you know, what if you pissed off like a professional uh, assassin and he came for you, you know, and then and then it goes on farther from that where he's kind of like stirring th- things up within this whole like, I don't know how to explain. It. It's like it's like this whole like it's sort of like a Game of Thrones type thing with different families like, you know, or different parts of the whatever gang world. But no, it's a lot of fun and I'm excited to see three because a lot of stuff nope. that happens in two is basically like, oh, shit. So now this is happening. 
yeah, but no, I totally recommend it. If you haven't seen it, at least watch the first one. I mean, that yeah, it's a lot of fun to watch. But yeah, no, they're making a game off of it, and it looks kind of looks a lot like Killer Seven, like the um, the art style does, and I like that. And it's gonna this, be like Enter the Matrix. It's gonna be like an extension of the jump, no. like that franchise. <laughs> well, I don't want it to be like the Enter the As Matrix game because that game was awful. But but no, I mean it's it looks cool. I like this idea, kind of like of of Katana Zero, you know. Where it's like an action game, but it's more like strategic, you know, less less just like twitch shooting or whatever. It's just this. It's kind of like a turn based where you have to figure out where you're going to go and not get hit and still kill this person. I don't know. It seems like something that I would play. But uh, yeah, get friend of the show, the the gaming outsider. They put it on uh, Facebook, and I found it through there. But thanks for posting that, Scott. But yeah, yeah, no, it looks cool. And I don't know if it's. I don't even know if it's coming to Switch for sure, but. I'm interested in it regardless. It could totally... Yeah, it didn't say it's a, it's coming to PC and consoles, but it didn't specify which consoles. I'd be really... I su- assume it would be coming to Switch. I'd be really surprised that it wouldn't come to Switch because it looks... It doesn't look like out of the reach of Switch. Like, it didn't look like a right. super graphical heavy saw... game. It looked like a GameCube game. You know, like I said, it looked like Killer7. So it's The one like, screenshot, you know, it kind of reminded me of... Um, uh, what's that Telltale game, The Wolf Among Us? Oh, yeah, I never played that one, but I remember mm-hmm. hearing about it. Just visually, it kind of looked like that. So it was all cell shaded. Wolf mm-hmm. Among Us was. Yeah, I don't know. It looks really cool, though. We talked about it very briefly with uh, the escapades. Wolf Among Us. Mm-hmm. And actually, this is a news item too. I felt I felt really bad that I missed this last week because of the escapades. But uh, James Pond, there's a James Pond game on mm-hmm. the Switch now. It's a it's it's basically a port of a DS game. Like he had just posted about it on Twitter, like right after we did. Right after we did our show with him, that just showing all the different James Pond games, and I guess the last one, Robocade or something like that, was uh, <laughs> it was ported to Switch like last week. Like it, it was one of the. I, was I like, watched a little bit of gameplay of it. It looks almost identical to the Super Nintendo one. Uh, yeah, it does. I watched. I watched some footage of it too. That's a so series I that I just. I, I don't have any idea how that's still a thing. Like, why is that still around? Code know. code it's, name. It's a lot like Bubsy, in my opinion. Codename yeah. Robocod is what it's called, <laughs> but no, it's it's a total port of a DS game on the Switch, which is insane. Like it's just funny that they're like, oh yeah, uh, we we own the rights to James Bond. Let's let's try putting that on Switch. And you know what? People probably bought it just because the Switch is the Switch. Sorry to sidetrack on that, but what else did you have to talk about, John? For what you've been what you've been doing? That's it. That's it for me. A little light on the games this week. Okay, you uh, took took a break from Cuphead. Yeah, I kind of did. Stress. I don't know. I just um, I still like that game. I want to jump back into it, but it does require a certain mindset and a certain determination that I just didn't have this week. Hmm. I needed to relax this week. Yeah, it, it it is. I'm sure it is definitely dedicated, from what I've heard. I still don't have. Yeah, that don't movie. get me wrong. I, I love it. I'll probably jump back in the next day or two. Okay. Well, uh, do you want to go or do you want me to go? Jerry? Yeah, I'll go. Uh, so I bought Katamari Damacy. Yeah, we actually right. we share that one. Jeremy and I both bought it. Both bought yeah, it on sale. It was on sale, and it was like at like the same time. I think practically <laughs> pretty <laughs> much the same price as it was when it originally came out. You yeah. Know? So I thought, hey, I got to buy this. So I did, and um, I'm happy I did. I actually beat it. I played all the way through it. Oh wow! I, I haven't I haven't beat it yet, but I yeah. I, 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 played I played every it, level. Yeah. I haven't done that great on the uh, constellation levels. Yeah. But I, but I beat all the. Star levels, and then I did go through and beat all the constellation ones. But like, there's the ones where you have to like get as big as you can, and then just pick up one bear. Yeah, I hate those. And I levels. picked up the bear like way too early, but yeah. it still lets you beat the level. So 
Yeah, I hate those levels. Well, I think you just automatically beat it, right? Because and that's just the size of the right. That and you I don't, know, I don't know if it was like that originally or not, but that's what I did. And yeah, yeah. no, that's how it was. In the so that game. one, and I think it was this. There's one other level that's like that, the bear one, and something else. Yeah, there was but one otherwise, where you can't pick up any cows, and that one. Yeah, that's the other one. That's weird. Yeah, yeah. Except for I, I rolled up a, a carton of milk, and he's like, yeah. "Oh, that counts because there was a picture of a cow on the carton." Yeah, it's it's pretty. Yeah, it's pretty annoying. Like how particular they are about that. So but anyway, it, uh, but it's great. That's right? been that's been my new Stardew Valley in the sense of I've got another game that's <laughs> that I that I go from. Uh, Katana Zero. I did buy that also. Nice. What do you What do you think of the Zero of the K Zero? I really like it. It's great. Isn't the soundtrack amazing? I, I, the soundtrack's brilliant. The yeah. uh, The gameplay is so frustrating, but it's it's solid though. But it's solid, and it like it, it's like Celeste in the sense that it starts you over again really quick, so you mm-hmm. can just keep like if you fail immediately, like you start again immediately. So. Yeah, it's very. It's like, well, I keep fucking up in the same spot over and over again because I'm spacing out, and then I'm like, wait a second, no, I need to stop doing that. You need a plan. So yeah. I die a bunch, but I eventually get through it. Yeah, no, you you kind of need a plan, and you have to also you can't just kind of like zone out, and you'll be like, oh wait, because then this guy killed me. But yeah, no, it's you it's, can't because it's one hit kills. So yeah, you get you get hit once, even if you get punched, you're still out <laughs> by like up, one guy. Fucked. Yeah, yeah. So. yeah. And uh, I'm there, and there are a couple times where like you you're going back through. Like there's one level where you get to the end, but then you gotta like go back and get to an elevator. And I just like forgot that there were traps in there, and I just walked into a trap, and then you're dead, and then you gotta start over oh, yeah. with all the guys in there. I've definitely done that. Yeah, but it, no, it's very much. It is very much like Celeste, where it's like, it, when you get to each part, it like it does a checkpoint, and then once you die, you go back to that area. And once you get farther in the game, those areas get longer, of course. Like oh, the yeah. stuff, like the checkpoints become. I mean, so actually, still, I mean, I yeah. don't know how far into the game I am, but I feel like I must be kind of far because I, um, I'm like, I don't know, I've got two days left, I think. Oh, okay. I'm either two or one day left, so I don't know where that, what that, where that puts me, but uh, I'd say you're like in the second half of the game. Yeah, it it is kind of it is a little bit on the short side, but I enjoyed all the time that I had with it. Like I never felt I've like had it a great was, time with it, and so yeah. I I know it's already been thrown around, but definitely reminds me of what I played of Hotline Miami. Like uh, oh, it's yeah, a different yeah. style game, in the sense that it's a side scroller. But like a lot of this, like vignettes in between, remind me of Hotline Miami. Mm-hmm. Even though that game was like much weirder in that regard, because this one actually has sort of like a, it definitely has like a, has a, a story that yeah, yeah. pulses through the whole story. Mm-hmm. Whereas Hotline Miami, there is a story you eventually figure it out if you piece it together. But the main character is just freaking out there, you know, like he doesn't really know what's going on. Have you tried? And that's it? sort of the same thing in this game, but it's still a co- there's still continuity for the most part. Have, have you tried like doing stuff that the that they ask you not to do? Because I, I found that to be fun. Because you can kind of like change the story a little bit as you go, like depending. I on have, what, depending but on I've what you also say. like at the same time afterwards. I've been like, oh, I wish I would have maybe just done the other thing. Because like, like, I don't know yeah. certain choices I've made. I don't know how they would have changed you where are, I'm at now. There's like one thing that you. There's like one part that I accidentally unlocked a, a, a secret sword of it at the end from, wow. from doing what I did. And I, and I didn't even know about it. But it's, I killed someone that I didn't want to kill on accident, which sucked. Oh, yeah. And it I, was uh, like a, It was just a guy outside, yeah. Because there was that one part where, um, where you can refuse the drugs from your uh, psychiatrist. And that does something. If you, if, you, if you like say you won't take the drugs and then leave. Supposedly that unlocks another thing. Because you go through the next level like without 
it doesn't show any of the review footage and all that. But but no, I'm glad you're enjoying it. It's a I thought it was but a fun got, game. I got past the part where you're the other person. Oh, okay. Then you who is like yeah. way cooler, and I yeah. wish that was my character now. Yeah, you're you're pretty close to the end. Then I think I think there's only a couple more levels. But I mean, yeah, it's 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 a lot of fun. And at the end, it's it's very much like I don't want to spoil anything, but they make it look like there's going to be DLC because there's kind of a major cliffhanger at the end there. Oh, cool. And there's even a room that you can go to that's not that has a door that you can't go through yet. So I mean, I wouldn't really wouldn't be surprised if they add stuff. To, you know, there's going to be a point where you can open the door, you know, or where you can find a key to the door. Because as far as right now, you can't go through there. But I'm wondering if they're just going to add stuff later. If they're just going to do more, some free DLC on there. So, yeah. No, it's I'm, I'm glad you're enjoying it. It's a real cool game. I love it. I love the music. The the uh, the trippy, like, they're just some weird glitchy, trippy effects they throw in there that are really Oh, yeah, cool. yeah. Yeah, that it's you're really. You're not expecting that, yeah. take you, that like, take you off guard. But so I like it so far. I'm hoping to see it all the way through. In the meantime, I've still been playing Cuphead, and uh, I think as of last week, I had beaten the first boss in World Two. Uh, all I've beaten since then is I've beaten uh, two of the run and gun levels. I think that's it. So I'm not that much further. But I have I both beat both the run and gun levels in World Two that are accessible to me, and then I. Uh, been going back to Stardew Valley. I'm about to enter my winter of my fourth year, so I've gone through another full year in the past two weeks. Wow. And uh, I have two kids now. I think I mentioned that last week, but now I have two kids, and I'm about to hit two million. Oh, you made it to a whole other million already. I know you said yeah. that you were a millionaire last I figured week. out how to make more money like faster. Life is good. So now it's like it's starting to lose its luster again just because now I know how to make money really fast, and now I'm just trying to catch all the fish, and it's sucks because i still haven't had much luck with that so. i don't yeah i had the hardest time with the fishing mechanic in that game i'm sure you've gotten better at it but i just couldn't i couldn't get it i just couldn't get into the like the way it works but i did see so uh sort of kind of related to everything i did play a, a round of birio cart with my partner hmm. last night i had seen a video that someone posted online actually at metal jesus rocks which is a pretty big youtube channel but he did like a split screen video where he had two people over and they played birio kart and uh did like you know all of them on screen and then they had like a, a, a cut of them like sitting down playing and the way that game works that we may have talked about it before but you can only you have to finish your beer by the time you finish the race like third lap oh wow but but you can't <laughs> drive while you're drinking so you have to set the controller down while you drink the beer so you can like strategize however you want <laughs> That sounds dangerous. By the time you pass the finish line at the end of the race, your beer has to be empty. Hmm. So it, it it works in four four rounds, and I've been trying to figure out like I kind of want to play this. Like maybe when I come up there in July. It's, it sounds uh, it, it sounds like puke material. Because you do a four round race, <laughs> so you do the first two rounds, you'll do a beer each one. And then the third round, either you just take a break and you just play the race like straight up, or you do like drink you have to drink a glass of water i don't know if you really wanted to like keep the liquid intake going but i don't i think three i think four beers is too much yeah it sounds sounds i don't think (laughs) that for the fourth round i do think you could have um, a shot instead of a beer or maybe both yeah i I just i just don't like i don't like slamming beer like that's just me i'm just not into that i was never i was never any good at like uh beer hockey or whatever the fuck it's called 
that that game sounds uh yeah i was never really good at the at the drinking games like i couldn't like that one where you like flip the cups and like you have to drink quickly i just i can't do it i don't know i think oh, it'd be yeah. fun to try it out it, if we just played a one like round of four races and we did it with beer or we did it with shots or something there might be a fun way to make it work out and just do like a fun little yeah. video and use it as like a starter for the night before we go do something else but yeah I, I don't know. I try. I tried it out just because the video was compelling, and how did I you... was able to get first place. But I set the computer to easy and had it on 100 cc. So mm-hmm. did you? you know, have... It wasn't like I was trying that hard. Is like it... you should set up a game with your friends and like let's play Birio Kart, and then at the end you don't drink anything and you win because real winners don't drink and drive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that's how the game works. You don't drink and drive. That's sort of the joke. Like you have to set you the, have to controller the controller down, down to drink. drink so yeah. You but, don't drink uh, and true. drive, and even though it's more of a literal take on it, that's the idea. But you had you had computer players in there. You didn't just play one on one. I would think that so it you would just make... do the versus mode. You don't do the actual GP, and then that way, even if you're in twelfth place, you still have to finish the race. Like it doesn't yeah. automatically end. Well, that's why I figured that you would just do. Because if you actually want to be like first, there's no way you're going to be in first when you're drinking and everybody's passing you. I figured it would make more sense to just make it like one on one, like just make it verse with no with no computer players. It, may, it seems that way, but it's actually more fun with more like characters to bump into you and throw items and stuff. You know, like oh, because you like keep getting attacked while you're yeah, yeah drinking. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot less like because we we decided we were going to try it. That's the way we want to play. And we only played one round, so I've only tried one round of it, and not like a full game, just one, literally one race. Oh, really? But I, but I was able to drink the whole beer and then still finish it first. And actually, you know, I'm not going to lie, I tried by myself tonight, with just one round, and I did it again. But you have to set the <laughs> computer level to easy. <laughs> we, I mean, we could always do that online, you know. Like, uh, I mean, we would, I, I wouldn't have, I can't have a camera set up, but. It, it would be like on a well, on, on our system. Could be a Nintendo main drunk Monday crossover episode. Well, well, we're already doing that, sort of. True <laughs> on Monday, but uh, yeah, no, I mean, we could. It could be like honor system, you know. Obviously, where I'm like, I'm really drinking the beer, and you, and I, mean, I wouldn't lie to you, you know, that would make the game not fun, you know. But we could do like, hey, we're playing online, and we both have to drink, and then, but I don't have a, I don't have the Switch Mario Kart, but you have the Wii U one. I guess we could play. We could play it on there. I don't know. But I don't have the Wii U one. True. I think it's a game better played in person. Yeah. But I mean, because you want to be able to like, talk shit to each other and all that. Well, I mean, know? we'd just like you play Mario Kart. It's yeah, we'd serious. be on, we'd be on Skype. Party. We'd be on Skype, but drinking and just saying, like, hey, I'm drinking now and not driving. Or I guess you could hide it if you wanted to. It sounds, yeah. it sounds interesting. I should mention it to the Mario Kart people that come to the bar every Sunday at the hour. Yeah, like, they maybe call they'll it- do it. In the, the video I saw, they called it Birio Kart, but Beer I've Kart. heard it called Drunk Driving. There's a lot of different names for it, but yeah. it's just Mario Kart with drinking. Yeah, no, I'm totally, uh, totally going to try that out. Very last thing is, uh, I, I'm not playing it, but my Labo VR arrives tomorrow. Yeah, nice. I, I was hoping you would so have. I, I was hoping I would have it by now, but yeah. it arrives tomorrow. So I'll have it tomorrow. I don't know when we get my straps, but they're also en route. Nice. I uh, I was just playing around with my VR earlier, and that's uh, but right but tonight before we started, I uh, so this is a news thing too, but we could talk about it now. Um, there's a so there's a couple new like games that you can get like through the news channel, like the um, mm-hmm. the Alien Bopper and the uh, Monster thing or whatever, and I wanted to play those games, you know, just to have you know, 
And it and I couldn't figure out how to do it for a while, so I was just like trying a bunch of different stuff. But I finally found the movie mode that John was talking about. It's like in the corner. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'd never looked for it, but I went and watched all the all the VR videos in there, and they're pretty cool. Like I watched the I watched the sushi one where they feed you like the nigiri and all that, and I was like, I was feeling really hungry, and it's weird because it's like it's like first person, and you're like you know you know you're in like a Japanese apartment room. I think it's Japanese because it looks smaller than most, you know, but. But yeah, you're sitting at a table and there's sushi in front of you and chopsticks. They pick up the chopsticks. There's a little thing of uh, soy sauce as well. And they just kind of dip it and then just put it, you know, it goes right where your mouth would be. So it kind of feels like the game is feeding you, but you're not. It's it's like a, I don't know. It's, it's a bizarre, <laughs> it's, it's a weird feeling I guess, to play it. Like it, it was kind of weird to me because I'm like, uh, I, this feels like, it kind of feels like I should be able to eat this. And there's like tea there too. And they drink tea at one point and. You I don't need know. the uh, it's a very weird pedal that pumps sushi smell at your face. <laughs> I I want the yeah I want the air pedal, but it like throws nigiri into my mouth somehow, and I catch it in some way. <laughs> but no, it didn't make me hungry reading uh, looking at it. I'm you like, just have Man. to wrap your Joy-Con in a in a seaweed. Yeah, <laughs> I don't want to eat my Joy-Con. But no, it, it's it's cool. And I watched you know I watched the um the Virtual Boy one. It actually looked the Virtual Boy one looked really really fuzzy for some reason. I don't know. Everything else looks clearer. Because that was the virtual boy. I guess. I, I Maybe I just remembered it as looking clearer, I guess. And even the Jeremy Parrish videos look clearer than that. I don't know. But uh, but yeah, I, I played around with that. There's like 30 different videos in there. I watched mo- most of them because they're kind of really fun. There's like one of a person like blowing bubbles in a park, and you can just look at the bubbles move around. Or there's another one where you're like in an aquarium, and there's a whole bunch Woodstock, of jellyfish 19... like floating around you. There's another one where you feed deer, and there's like all these deer that come up and eat food from you, and you're like surrounded by deer. It's kind of cool, you know. I like the one where you're in a closet, and there are just four guys, and they're with like they have boxes on their heads or something. They're playing instruments. Yeah, yeah. Are you sure that's not a traumatic <laughs> memory you have? No. Yeah, <laughs> that's actually the. And first then my dad was there. <laughs> oh God, no, that's the first thing I thought too. But no, that's real. Yeah, there's these weird box <laughs> head guys. They're wearing like cardboard labo masks, I guess. It's like some, uh, it's like some twisted like uh, horror story stuff or whatever. But uh, yeah, no, yeah. There's one. There's one that you can like. It, it like sing. They play the happy birthday song for you, and it's like watch this one. It's your birthday. Then there's another one where they're just there's, Jesus. A, there's another one where they're playing a song, and you rotate from one to another. So you'll be like the guitar player, and you look down and you see the guitar being like, ding, ding, ding. or then you'll change to the to the keyboard player, and you look down and there's the keyboard there and. And it'll be the the tambourine player or whatever, and it's yeah. And you go from one to another, and you become different characters, and you can look and see what you're doing. I don't know. It's totally worth looking at if you you know if you got like if you got like ten minutes to. I mean, they're only like twenty second videos, you know. So if you got like five ten minutes to 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 just do that, it's I'll be a, checking it's it a trip. out tomorrow for sure. Kind of uh, reminded me of some of the videos that they had on 3ds. Remember they put out those videos just to yeah. show off the 3D. Oh sure, yeah. And it do, and it does the 3D does look good on it I think I mean and, and you know and like one of them you're in an aquarium and there's like seals that like swim at you like they're swimming through your face or whatever you know so it's like coming at you there's another one with like penguins doing the same thing and you know all these different all these different animals and there's have one, you played any more Zelda uh, I haven't actually but I, I I've wanted to it's just been kind of I've just been playing a bunch of other stuff so I haven't gotten around to it there's another weird one it's like the very first video <laughs> where you're sitting in a room with Mario. And he and he pulls oh, like yeah. he he pulls like this big clothesline of like flags and stuff out of your nose. That one's really weird. That one was actually kind of scary. Like you're sitting in this small room with a guy in a Mario suit. It's like 
I don't know. It's like a horror movie waiting to happen. It's a Dr. Mario. And he like kind of moves his head around. And like I was moving my head like when he was moving his head. And it was kind of like freaking me out because I didn't know, you know, that he was. I thought that he was imitating me, but I knew he wasn't because it was a video. I don't know. It's some weird shit. You should totally watch it when you when you get it. Cool. Get it going, Jeremy. Can't wait to build some shit out of yeah. cardboard. And get uh, creeped out by demented Doctor Mario. And yeah, and guys with the uh, and guys with cardboard on their heads playing instruments. Yeah, it's uh, it's very weird Nintendo stuff, and I love it. But um, yeah, no, I haven't actually haven't played Zelda since last time, but I've been wanting to. And actually, I figured out that if I put my hood, if I put my hoodie up over my head and then put the lab on my head it fits the best out of every time so with the straps and all that so so it felt really cool but uh if you're trying to what i wanted to get at if you're trying to get those extra levels that are in there they're the the little you know mini games that you can get through the news channel it's kind of weird to do and i had to do it a couple times to figure out how to do it you basically have to you have to go to the news thing you have to have the the you know the cartridge in your system and then you go and click on in the news article, like, start now and get the extra stuff. And then you go directly to the Labo VR gar- garage, and it'll show up as a created game on there. And then you mm. hit the play button in the top, and then you can play it. And then you save it as a created game. So now you be, then you'll be oh, able okay. to play it anytime you want to. But it kind of took me a minute for it to – because I think you had to have already gone in there already. And started and and like started a thing for it to do. I don't know. It took me a couple times. So to it's get like to work. they have the mode to share on the Labo Garage, but only yeah. they can do it. Yeah, yeah. It's it's like that type of thing where they're like giving you. Well, there's like here's one that we made, so you can try it out. And it's cool. Like the monster one, you're basically like kind of like a blocky like Godzilla type character, and uh, you hold the button to shoot stuff out of your face, like out of your nose, and you move your head to like aim the you know the aim the new the nose shooting stuff. And the other one's like a whack-a-mole with like three of those little guys from uh, from the gun game, you know, and you can basically hit them. You can like hit them or you can just move it back and forth and just knock it into them. You don't actually have to like hammer on top of them. But they're all just like little mini games that you can play around with in there. But you got to get them from the, from the news channel of the system, okay. which is weird. But yeah, I wanted to try to figure that out before we, before we started. So, so I did that. Um, what else? Oh, uh, yeah, I beat, uh, I beat Mortal Kombat Deception, the Conquest mode. That's why my uh, middle name was uh, Conquest Conqueror. I, I finally, that's with a K, two Ks and uh, Conqueror. But uh, yeah, no, I did I did that uh, for the stream, played through that. That was a fun game. I, th- I thought Conquest was really cool, so I wanted to go back and try it again. I think it's still fun. I don't know if any, for any of you don't who don't remember, uh, Conquest is like a 3D adventure mode in Mortal Kombat. Deception on GameCube, <laughs> where you can run around and talk to different guys, and they, and they, you know, they train you, and you basically learn all the different moves of the different characters. You're basically collecting these things called Kamidogu, and uh, once you collect all of them, you're collecting them for the Elder Gods, but it turns out that it's really Onaga tricking you into doing that, so you can get reborn. So it basically ends with you, typical Onaga, with you losing to Onaga. And uh, and then and then if you go back through the arcade and beat Onaga, you get the real ending or whatever. But I don't know. It was cool to mess around with. It was fun to play an old Mortal Kombat game. So I like. I think that's one of my favorite. One of my favorite ones of the Mortal Kombat ones. That Deception one. That's a lot of fun. And it's back when Mortal Kombat was being weird. Like uh, like there's Mortal Kombat. There's like puzzle combat in there. There's like a chess combat game also. You know, and and the one before that, there was a Mortal Kombat uh, kart game in uh, Deadly Alliance as well. So I kind of miss when they were just. And they're just like, let's just do weird stuff. Like, let's just do a Mario Kart with Mortal Kombat characters, which they did do for one of them. So it was fun to, fun to mess around with that. I've still been playing Mortal Kombat 11. 
I've, I, was, I finally got my, you know, it finally told me how long I've played it for. It's like almost 30 hours already, and it's only like two weeks. It is a, the game is super addicting, and I don't know, I'm sure anyone at home knows, I'm, I'm kind of a Mortal Kombat super fan, so it's pretty, you know, pretty easy for me to get into. And I've just been, I've been playing it like while I edit. Actually, last week while I was editing this podcast, I played my Switch down to no pretty much 1% battery power on Mortal Kombat 11. So I did the whole, I did, I took it all the way down to the, <laughs> to almost dying. So, you know, so I, I've never really done that before. You know, that was something that I did that you people would did for like Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, but I never had that on yeah. Switch. So I never got to do that. So yeah, I played it until it completely, pretty much completely ran out of batteries. But I, but what I did instead of like putting it to sleep and losing my progress, I would just put it on the menu and just plug it in and let it charge and then play it later. And you can do that and it, and it won't like, it won't lose any of your stuff. As long it just needs to have an internet signal, it's, it's weirdly on there. But, but yeah, no, I'm, I'm still playing around with it. I, uh, I've been mostly just playing the Temple of Time stuff, you know. And, uh, and I'd realized that it resets every time. So, like, after a certain amount of hours, it'll reset, and then you have to, like, play more challenges to get yourself up in, like, whatever the ranking is. Because I was at 30%, and then I tried it again, and I was in, like, 80, 80th percent. So you have to, like, keep playing to get towards the top and all that. But it's still fun. Uh, it says that I've put over 25 hours into it. It's it's become – it's number 10 on my most played games. It's rose the ranks. It's on the top now, on the top two sections of that. So still having a lot of fun with it. It's, it's a cool game. And, uh, you know, they – they they patched it so it runs a lot better now. I mean, I haven't really gotten kicked out much lately, but yeah, I've been playing that. Uh, I forgot last week. I forgot to mention that I bought that Virtual Racing game, the Sega game. Oh, how's that? The online one. It's a. I mean, it's cool. It's it's really simple. There's only like three. There's only like three racetracks in it, and it's you know it's, one. it's like doing a. It's like playing Indy 500, but everything's really blocky, you know, and there's more turns. But I haven't tried playing it online yet. I just messed around like with the regular single player. But I bought it. There was always some like kind of mystique around that game because it was so expensive. I think it was like a hundred. It was, it was like a hundred dollars on really? the Genesis when it came out. Wow. And Why? So a lot of people didn't <laughs> have it. I remember one friend of mine. He did have it. Um, but it was like, oh, you got virtual racing. It was almost at that point. It was like having an arcade game in your house. It yeah. was just like so unreal to look at. I heard that it didn't run as well on the PlayStation, though, or not the PlayStation, on the Sega Genesis. I'm, I'm sure that's true. I, I only remember seeing it in action like one time, so I can't really say how how well it ran or not. But I guess kind of like it, it was like the Genesis version of Star Fox. Almost yeah. like this game shouldn't be running on this system. Yeah, I mean, it looks good. I mean, it runs yeah. really well on the Switch. Like M2 did it, so it's like a real... It's a real good port, but yeah, I had to buy it from the. I bought it from the Japanese eShop because who knows when it's going to come out here. So I just was like, yep. ah, I want to play this game. So I just went. I just Part went, of me wants to get it, it just there. because to to fulfill that like eleven year old's wish, like, oh, I wish I had virtual racing. Now I can have it for like what eight bucks. Yeah, I was gonna say it's only like eight bucks. Well, I mean, if you shop, if you start a Japanese account, you'd have to buy a ten dollar Japanese eShop card, so you'd have to pay ten dollars for it. But mm. you know. It's worth it, though. I mean, you should have a Japanese account, man. It's cool. It's a good thing to have. I do have one. I never bought anything on it, though. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, you can mess around with that. Uh, well, that's all a separate thing. You have to go to Play Asia and get the card. Yeah, you got to go online to, to buy it. But you can, it's instant. You know, it's kind of a little, it's kind of a whole thing, but I don't mind doing it. 
And also, uh, was it last week? We did it like live while we were recording. But Jeremy and I, we both got that Timberman game, Timberman verse. Oh, I forgot about that for game. nineteen cents. Probably because you I've haven't played, played it. it <laughs> it's hard, man. No, I've never really played it since then. <laughs> it, it's hard. I, I'm not very it's good really at it. Hard. It's you basically. It's very much like a Mario Party game. You know, you're chopping Ooh. down a tree, and you have to, and you, you know, you basically hit left or right, or you hit the L and R, or you hit A, or you hit A and X, whatever. There's different ways you can play it, but. But yeah, you go from one side of the tree of the tree to the other, and you know you go until a branch comes down that would kill you, and you have to dodge the branch and and cut the whole tree down. So that's basically what it is. And there's like an online mode. Um, there's a you know there's multiplayer. There's like races where you can see who gets through the tree the most and all that. And there's a bunch of stuff on there for 19 cents. It's, t- it's totally worth it for the small amount of money that we paid for it. It's definitely like <laughs> a Flappy Bird kind of game where you'll just be like. This game's fucking stupid, and then you'll like play it. And you'll <laughs> yeah. be like, wait, I can do better than that, and it actually ends up being kind of addictive. Which I don't know if I've played that much of it, but I know there's been several times where I've been like, why am I still playing this stupid ass game? Like, I, yeah, because it really does compel you to like. And there's an adventure mode on it too, which I played through like just the normal mode for a while. When I went to the adventure mode, I'm like, okay, this game's kind of hard because like the first one was like you had to get 200 something. Yeah. I'm like, okay, well, I thought that was like my high score on yeah. the, mo- the other mode, and I thought I was great, but that's like, this is easy mode. To beat the first level, I have to do better than I have. Well, have you tried, I mean, did you try the race mode? You got to get like 500, like before everybody else. It's insane. I haven't like, tried I couldn't it. even do it. Yeah. Well, in the. But it's, but you, it's a very, very lizard brain game, like Tetris. Like, you just get to a point where you're like, yeah, you got to find the groove. It's basically two buttons. It's two buttons, and I use the. Uh, Left on the control pad and B or something, you know, where it's just like two different opposite sides of the control. Oh yeah, you could do that kind of like a pinball, I guess, if you want. But yeah, yeah there's a bunch of and like you get to the point where you're counting, like you learn how the spaces work, and you're like just saying a number inside of your head of what each side of the screen is, and it's very Tetris brain because the best I've done is when I've just in this game you do space out. Yeah, you gotta. I've spaced out and just been like, just get to the rhythm of it. Like it's kind of fun. Yeah, you got you got to get in the zone for it, really. And yeah, you really just got to feel that rhythm. But it's cool, and uh, and like it's like you know you only get a certain amount of guys to start with, but you can level up and you unlock more characters to use as you go. So there is kind of like stuff to do as you're doing it. But we got like Edward Scissorhands <laughs> looking guy. Yeah, yeah, I got, I got him. Uh, Freddy or uh, Jason looking guy. Yeah, yeah. There's they're and they're all like pixely guys. But for 19 cents, it's totally. I didn't feel like I wasted any cent on it. And I think it's still on sale. I don't know if it's still be on sale when we post. I've this, got but... 19 cents worth of value out of it. Oh, sure, sure. Yeah. I mean, that's less than one arcade game. Yeah. Yeah. Like playing it one time. I mean, by, yeah, that'd be like, what, if you get like less than an hour out of it, then it's, or 19 minutes, I guess, by, by your standard, <laughs> then it, then it's worth it. But I, I, and I think it was, uh, I saw it's like number one on the, uh, on the charts, on the eShop charts. Right. Because it's 19 cents. You know, why not? I think it was like that. I think it was like that and Cuphead and like the way we're like, oh, because they were so cheap that people were getting them. And they're not it bad. It reminded me know? of like back in the day <laughs> when the Xbox was still kind of new and nobody I knew really had one except for my friend Dan. And he had the demo disc that had Fusion Frenzy on it. And there's a game on that where you're just going around like a circle. I can't remember what the game's called, but you're just going around a circle and you're just either jumping or ducking. Mm-hmm. Jump or duck. It's very much like Mario Party. Okay. And it's it's like this too. It's like either A or B. You have two buttons to hit. And uh, 
we played the shit out of that game like at parties like we'd be like come in let's look let's go play fusion frenzy and like make a drinking game out of it and blah blah, blah. like we played so much of that mm-hmm. game and it was because it was such an easy game to like teach someone how to play oh yeah you, yeah you jump or you duck so i could see timberman being the same thing mm-hmm. in like the right context yeah for sure like it's a yeah i could definitely see it being like a being like a party game or yeah i, I could see it be really being really fun multiplayer i just have to get better at it i'm really i'm not good <laughs> I'm not, I'm i think it was like two dollars normally i think it'd be worth it for two dollars no no it depends on how much you play it i guess i don't know Maybe. Yeah, you know what? If I was at a party and someone was like, let's play Timberman. You'd play it? I played it. I played it. Maybe I would buy it for $2 if I didn't already own it. Yeah. But 19 cents was the way to go. And I got it for free. Just to trade it. I mean, yeah. I used the gold points, which I also used on uh, Katamari Reroll. As I I said, did you do the same thing? I did on uh, Katana Zero, so I ended up getting that for like 8 bucks. Oh, okay. Yeah, I got got Katamari for 15 because I took... uh, I took like five, six dollars off there. So, so yeah, it was, uh, it was even cooler. And, and it was, uh, I made sure to get it. I got it Sunday night because I knew that sale was ending Tuesday, I think. Did I get it? Wow. I got lucky. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I bought it. I think I bought it the same night. Yeah. Cause it was only, it was only, the sale was only for like three or four days. So I, I mean, it was, it was going away pretty quickly. Like it was going to be done the seventh. So I wanted to make sure that I got it before it went away because I was like, I can wait. And I'm like, no, I'm like, I don't want to wait. I want to play Cat I'm Mario, so happy so. I bought it. Yeah. It's still a lot of fun. The soundtrack I is so it, great. I love that it lives on my Switch now. Yeah. It looks beautiful. It's such a joyful game. You <laughs> it know? is. The music is incredible. Yeah. It looks beautiful in HD. Like, I forgot, like, how fun it is to play and, like, how ridiculous the cutscenes are in between the levels and all that. And the whole, like, there's this whole story of these, like, box-headed people and i and i don't think it was originally set to japanese on the playstation one but now they talk in japanese i don't know I if, think you guys, it was. if you guys noticed that no i, I thought they because i, I remember, thought it was always japanese because it was i'm pretty sure was unapologetically a japanese game but i'm pretty sure that she says uh that i remember i remember the daughter saying i can feel it i'm the cosmos like in english I remember that. I mean, I can check it because I have it on PlayStation 2, but... You might be right. I'm pretty sure that it was in English because I remember those cutscenes in English. But, you know, if I'm wrong, email me, whatever. But I'm pretty sure that it was originally in English. But it's nice to have it in Japanese, too. I don't mind either way. But, but yeah, no, it's a lot of fun to play. Um, I I didn't get as far as Jeremy did, but I did really enjoy playing it. I forgot how incredibly annoying it is the last 30 seconds of every level is. Like, that kind of bothered Uh, me. Right, the the frantic rush. I do kind of wish that they... Took that beep, away. Beep, beep, beep. Yeah. yeah so. <laughs> well, it does it for like 30 seconds. It's like, uh-huh. it's like, man, come on. But yeah, no, it's fun. I mean, I didn't feel like, uh, I didn't feel like the turning was slowing or slower or anything like that. I know, uh, Cliff was saying that last, last week that it was, I that felt it was slow. I like at first I kind of thought that I'm like, these controllers are messed up, but it was just cause I hadn't like gotten reacclimated to them. And so, yeah, that's a game. Every time that I, I've, gone away from it for a while and then i come back to it it's just like it i struggle with the controls for like 10 minutes and then it clicks and then i got mm-hmm. it then you figure it out and it's fun yeah and the same thing happened to me too and, it, and also like i remember playing this game and being like because i got through it pretty quick even originally but I, i'm still compelled to go back to the levels and do better mm-hmm. and there's no real motivation to do that like you don't really unlock anything like i've seen the ending twice now because i beat it without beating all the um, constellations. Mm. And then they were like, well, go back and finish the sky. So I went back and finished it and I saw the ending again. It was pretty much the same ending. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. think the like little intro part was a little different, but 
but uh, I still I, I still feel compelled to go back and play like the levels, like especially the one where there's one where you start out at like half a centimeter tall or whatever, you're like five centimeters, and then you have to get up to like seventy or something, and that's such a fun level because of the scale. Is that the one? The, is that the one where you like start under a car and then eventually you can roll up the car? Yeah, you, you start under. I always thought that I was so cool. Yeah, like the skit because you you're like under a car and then eventually you get to the point where you can roll that car up. And I was like, that's so neat. I mean, at the time, that, I thought it was the so whole neat. the game's all yeah. about that. Like, yeah, the stuff that's torturing you. Eventually, you get to roll up as part of your ball, mm-hmm. and you're it's so satisfying because you're like, "Fuck you!" <laughs> now you're part of my ball. <laughs> it's like a you know, it's like a quicker RPG. You know, it's like you start off as like level one. Mm-hmm. You're like, "I'm afraid of everyone," and then later, it's like, "I'm not afraid of you anymore." Now you're part of my ball. Oh, yeah. that's very much it. And then, yeah. like the monster you see off in the distance, that's giant. Like eventually, it's part of your ball. You're like, "Wow, I can't believe yeah. that spinning Godzilla is now part of my ball." And that's I'm giant. That was basically my experience with Dragon Quest One when I was playing that at NES, where it's like <laughs> I'm afraid of everything, and then later it's like now you're all afraid of me, which is basically I mean that's the beginning of all that stuff of RPGs, but it's fun. I, I mean that's a great way to describe Katamari, like a, a, a fast-paced RPG, because I mean it is you're yeah. literally <laughs> gaining a level by everything you roll up, and yeah, and eventually you don't you won't struggle against those magicians anymore. Yeah, or those, never thought of it. Or those wyverns. That's very very analogous. Mm-hmm. Speaking of RPGs, I uh, I went back to play Tales of Vesperia for a while. I was, uh, I mean, I played it for like four hours, maybe, maybe not that long. But I was, uh, I was missing uh, RPGs, and I was like, well, I like that game. I should go back and play that game for a while. So I went back to it, and I and I actually could figure out where I was going pretty quickly. So I messed around with it. I still think it's really pretty. I still think the characters are really fun and all that. So I'm hoping to get through that at some point and just played around with that for a little bit, just like. It was like my chill out game, you know, where I didn't need to do whatever. But um, as far as uh, purchases go, I bought tickets. I bought tickets for Detective Pikachu this Monday, so pretty psyched about that. I thought that Is we that could do the debut. Uh, debut is on Thursday, but we go to see things on Monday because that's when Jess does work off. So we're going. We're going on Monday at four o'clock. We're actually going to do a show, a drunk Monday show with John. We'll talk about it. Oh, but um. But but I've been playing in anticipation of the movie. I've been playing the. I went back to Detective Pikachu on 3ds. I played it. I actually played it like most of all day today, and it's a lot of fun. Like I mean, I've. I kind of took me a minute to get back into it, but maybe since I played so much Phoenix Wright, it kind of feels more like I can kind of understand the way it works and all that better this time around. But I made it through two chapters. I beat the fourth and fifth chapter like right after one after another, and I'm about halfway through the sixth chapter. And there's nine chapters, so. I want to I want to beat the whole game before I see the movie, and it's only the game's only like ten or twelve hours long, so I think I can do it because I don't want to. I think about. I, I find it kind of curious that they didn't re-release Detective Pikachu on Switch in advance of the movie. Let Let me tell you, if they did, I would buy it again because that's a beautiful game, and I would really love to play it on the TV because I think the animation's really good, and I think the character design's really good on it, and it's like. It's very much like an interactive movie, you know, like it's, I mean, you have to find, you have to find like the pieces in between one thing or another, but the cutscenes are really cool and the characters are really fun. And just seeing the Pikachu on there and how, how he's so like noir Pikachu and he's kind of more like Eddie Valiant from, uh, he's like much more like Eddie Valiant from uh, Roger Rabbit than uh, Ryan Reynolds from uh, Deadpool. I'm kind of like, I'm really interested to see how they pull that off in the movie because their voices are very, very different. Like they're, I don't know. He's very much like, 
you know, he's supposed to be like an overworked, like old detective, like the, the character is in the game, you know, so. But I mean, there's, yeah, there's some really interesting stuff that happens in the game. And I'm really curious how they do it in the movie, because, you know, in the game, it's like the big the big overarching story is that your father's been missing. You know, you need to figure out what happened to your father. So but at the same time, you solve other crimes on the in the process and you find little hints in, in each of these different levels that you go through that will lead to you figuring out where you, where your father is at the end of the game, I think. So, you know, so I guess they, they take out all those little scenes in there and just go straight to the main plot in the movie. I don't know. I'm just, I hope it's not too rushed because I kind of like, I kind of like the whole, like, you know, level by level, like episode by episode type of thing in that, you know, but I wonder if they'll give some nods to, to the detective Pikachu game specifically, like, will they have him, reference a case that he used to do that's actually a case from the game or something well, we'll that would be cool well i mean not I, just give nods to the pokemon franchise but specifically to detective pikachu yeah i mean well that's kind of why i wanted to like finish the game because i want to know i want to know all the stuff that happens in the game before i see the movie like it's kind of like and i'm like i and i looked at the time you know and i looked at how much time i'd put into it and i'm like i i can probably make it through that so so yeah it's it's been it's been fun to play through and um one thing that I don't think the movie is going to do this, but one thing that's really cool about the game is well, a lot of the Pokemon aren't like first generation Pokemon. Like there's a lot of stuff from like black and white. There's a lot of stuff from like from like uh, gold and silver. And like they they use a lot of the newer Pokemon than the I think I've only seen aside from Pikachu. I've only seen two original generation Pokemon in the game thus far. So I like that, that it's kind of more focused on newer ones, which I don't think it's going to do that in the movie, but I like it. I like that in the game. You can see, kind of see some of the more obscure ones, you know. I guess I've seen three. There was a Magnemite in that last thing, but I don't know. Yeah, I'm super psyched for the for the movie, so I'm playing the game to try to get through that. But I think that's uh, I think that's all I did for this week. I think those are all my games. All right, we'll take a break and we'll be right back for the news. <laughs> Maniacs, would you like to get some bonus content from your friends at Nintendo Main Podcast? Well, if you go to patreon.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast, you can do that very thing. For $5 a month, you can hear some extra bonus stuff, which we are going to call Nintendo Main Expansion Pack. Here's a taste right here. I don't know if you guys, uh, when I was in grade school, do you remember how there were two different dials on the, on the Game Boy? There was the volume one and there was the one that like would change the screen. That was a joke that we used to do where it'd be like, hey, let me change the volume on your Game Boy. And we'd just like move it to where you couldn't see anything, like to whoever was playing it. And that was like, that was like a prank that we would do. Oh, your Game Boy broke. And like everybody's like, oh yeah, it's really common for someone to 
change the volume on your Game Boy. No, it was just like it'd be like, oh, what? Oh, it'd be like, oh, what are you playing, Turtles? Hold on, let me change the volume, and then we just like make it to where you can't see anything, and then you die. And that was the joke. Uh, 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 terrible. Kids are terrible, by the way. If you guys don't know, they're awful. <laughs> It's not growing. What do you mean? Oh, uh, the question mark block. I hit it, and the the bean popped out of the top, but the vine didn't grow out. Oh, I guess it must be a podcoin. Wait, what is podcoin? Well, podcoin is an app where you can make money listening to podcasts. Like, you can listen to podcasts like us, Nintendo Main, or Drunk Monday on there. And uh, many, many other podcasts that you like to listen to. Basically, the way it works is you get points... You get a point per every 10 minutes that you listen to of a podcast, and you can use your points to donate to charity. You can use it to buy Amazon gift cards and other stuff like that on there. And uh, if you want to get an automatic 300 points, you can use the code Nintendo Main, and you'll start with 300. It's Nintendo Main. That is our code. You can check it out right there. You can find it on Android or iOS. Check it out. Wow, I was just trying to get the cloud world. talk about the news for the week well first off the bat i want to talk about so you know last week us and pretty much everyone else in the world was hard on the sonic on the sonic trailer and uh apparently they heard that because now they're saying that they're going to redo the sonic design (laughs) how do you guys feel about that i feel like it's a step but you know i don't expect it to fix the root problem which is that the, the whole script probably needs to go out the window too just from the look at the trailer like if they, anytime this this is the problem that they have when they make a movie out of a character such as Sonic, so another worldly type character, you know, they have to take it from the human's perspective for some reason. Cheaper, um, <laughs> cheaper, yeah. Well, it's like a, that, that's the main reason. It's like He Man. You remember the He Man movie from the eighties, where all of a sudden He Man shows up on Earth because right. it's really fucking expensive to shoot the whole thing in Eternia. I was yep. really bummed about that when I was a kid. I was like, why can't they be in fucking Eternia the whole time? That's what I want to see. Yeah. But and, I do love you know, that I movie that now. Even when you're a kid like that, I remember feeling the same way when I'm watching the movie. Like, why is he hanging out with these stupid teenagers all the time? Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, it's like you shouldn't make the movie if you can't make it right. I understand that they want to make their, their money and all that stuff. But, you know, Sonic, I don't care about whatever James Marsden's character is. I, I saw, like, the description of the movie, like, the brief little byline. And it was like... Police officer Tom Wachowski, like, stop. I don't care <laughs> already. Yeah. I don't care already. Why did it start with Sonic? Page one should be Sonic and whatever else. Like, it should focus on him. Well, they want to, they don't want to introduce First him right person at the beginning, I guess. Dog being eaten. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> I mean, it's already, be better. it's already a weird idea because 
I mean, I never really thought it was a good idea to have Sonic as a CGI oh, man, character. He's going to give me the runs. <laughs> <laughs> I never thought it was a good idea for Sonic like to be a CGI character with like live action actors. Teeth. I thought that was a weird idea. Human he- teeth. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> with human teeth. He stole those teeth from them. No, uh, yeah. It's so it's like. Where did you get those earth teeth, alien? It's also kind of, it seems like they didn't have any artistic vision whatsoever if they're just going to be like, okay, cool, we'll change it. Like we, I was like, didn't you have a, didn't you have a plan or something? Was it, wasn't there a reason that you made him so weird or you were just like, I don't know. And there's conspiracy people out there thinking that maybe they did that to like get more, I don't know. So get, yeah, get I was talking to someone at the bar about this the other night. This is someone who like, they play video games and stuff, but. They're not like super into like following all the news and everything in the games industry. But I was like, what do you think of the Sonic shit? Because everybody's talking about Sonic. Like everyone's joking about it that I know. That was like, that was proper pop culture. That wasn't just a video game thing. Sure. Um, and, uh, I was like, oh yeah, well I've been seeing online that, uh, you know, this apology issued by the producer or whatever, the, uh, director or whatever. I, I'm not, who was it that issued the apology? It was, was the, the director. director. Oh, the director. It's like now there's I'm seeing people online saying like most likely non-union uh, VFX artists are going to be like putting their nose to the grindstone to like cover up the faux pas, blah, blah, blah. And like this person that I was talking to is like, are you sure they're not getting paid overtime? Because even if they're not union, they're going to make a bunch of money. But I was like, no, I get it. Like it's a time crunch thing. And that was sort of like where my thoughts went first. It's like. Do we all feel guilty now because we complained about Sonic? Like, should we feel bad because now people have to work extra to like make it palatable to make a deadline? I mean, I'm sure there's no because still... they can change the deadline. Like that would be the main thing to do. Is it doesn't? There's no reason that it needs to be out in November. Like they could put it out in you know February or March or whatever. Push it back a little bit. Make sure it's actually a good movie. I think that is the message that they should take home is making a good movie or a game or whatever. It but takes it was, time. This person I was talking to also likened it to snakes on a plane, which you guys remember. This is one of the earliest uh, instances of the internet influencing how a movie was made. Oh, was like, it? Yeah. I, I don't, I don't remember. I didn't even see that movie. I just remember it being like, a well, weird just like the movie. script was published or whatever. Or like there was like a, a focus group or something. I don't remember the exact story, but it was like the internet got a hold of it and was like, what if Samuel Jackson just was like, I'm sick of these motherfucking snakes on this motherfucking plane. And like, what if we just kind of leaned into like, just being totally ridiculous about the snakes. And like, it went from being like, you know, a horror film or whatever it was supposed to be, where it was actually supposed to be like a legit, like scary movie to like Mm -hmm. super campy over the top. Mm -hmm. Snakes are spilling out of every fucking, yeah, I've never seen the movie, but that's why. It's just, there's so much snakes. But, but the real question is, have you seen snakes on a train? Because that movie is yeah. even more campy and more exciting, from what I've heard. It's just I, it's, that was it's, a thing. there is a yeah, there's a snakes on a train movie, but um, it has nothing to do with snakes on a plane. But what is what is is that is Sonic the new snakes on a plane? Is it like is the internet rewriting it? In that case, it's going to be an even even bigger pile of shit by the time it comes out because well, nobody online knows what the hell's good. Well, shouldn't they also? And it's just weird that you're not like. That he wasn't like, oh, I stand by this design. It'll be good. Watch it. It's like weird that he's just like, okay, we'll change it. He obviously didn't seem to care after that much, day. you know, after already getting the backlash. I don't know. Yeah, it's he's like, not the one doing it. I mean, it's like if it's like if Game of Thrones like just went and reproduced like episode three and made it bright now, you know, 
because mm-hmm. of all the backlash on that, which I don't think they did, but it'd be weird if they did, you know, if they just like, turn, you know, you see it again and now it's all super bright. It's like, it's like the difference between like Circle of the Moon and the Harmony of Dissonance, you know, mm-hmm. which it also might have been you know? the studio flinching, you know, he might have been just the guy to make the announcement or whatever, but. You know, just as likely, it, it, it looks like this whole movie out. was made you by pushed. committee anyway, right? Something. Yeah, exactly. So maybe the marketing department was like, oh, we fucked up. And they just turned on a dime like that and said, let's, let's fix it up. You know, right. I, I'm, I think it would have been optimistic about I mean, I designs. All I can think that the guy could have done better than that, which like I'm saying is, um, just because of the world we live in and everyone being more conscious of the mm. industries of things and how humans are working, like we're just getting more humanitarian as a culture. That's great. But at the same time, it's like, was that statement made in that regard of like all, all the cogs are in order to make this change? Or is it just like, oh my God, get off our back. Like, ouch, this hurts. Stop making fun of us online. Like, yeah, we're gonna do know. the. We're gonna do right by you. We promise. Like, was it reactionary or was it like, this was Plan B? We already had it set up in case round one didn't go so well. Yeah, round I don't know. Three. I feel like maybe it was reactionary, and I hope that they take. I wouldn't even to... call it damage control. It's. It was more. Yeah. It's. It, it's. I wouldn't call it damage control even. Yeah, I mean it's. Yeah. It's weird. Like this. This situation also kind of reminds me of the Highlander too. Did you guys ever see that movie? The yeah, second no. Highlander. The quickening. Yeah, so the Highlander 2 is, like, awful. It's, like, probably the worst Highlander movie there is because... The best quickening. Yeah, because it says that... They basically go out and say that the that the, that the the Highlanders, the immortal, Not the Highlanders. The immortals are from space. And that all of them... And that they're aliens that came down to Earth. And that's why they did this fight. And we're cutting each other's heads and all that. And people hated it so much. But this was before the internet and all that. And they basically re-edited the movie a bunch of times to try to take out all the space stuff and make it into, like, somewhat of a normal movie to get people to buy it. And it kind of, like, I think they would do that if it was now and, like, people had backlashed on it. Well, I mean, they did the same thing with Turtles, you know, when Michael Bay was going to make them aliens and everybody said they hated it. So he changed it back for them, you know, to make them Turtles again. It's like, this isn't a new thing, you know, it's just... It's just what I just don't know what he was going for. It's just that the feedback's more immediate nowadays. And... Like I was saying, like Sonic's a pop culture thing. It's not just a gaming franchise. It's it means a lot to a lot of people. It means a lot to like there's 45 year old parents who never play video games that care about. They still remember Sonic, which is which is weird. I don't know why. I don't know why people still care. It's part of their childhood. They're connected to it, or they've been they've seen the memes or whatever that have gotten them attached to it. Mm. Right. Sonic's much bigger than he was ever meant to be, and for all the wrong reasons. Mm-hmm. <laughs> one more thing is I have to also think that you know of all the designers and animators who had their hands on this movie somebody had to say hey whoa this is fucked up this looks terrible somebody raised their voice to their superior and said you know what maybe we want to think about taking the teeth out uh, they were ignored right <laughs> yeah and so I, I think maybe maybe the people who were making the decisions were kind of maybe they were kind of primed for this reaction because somebody was raising their voice but regardless whoever that person was or the people were so all of a sudden, Johnny Best Boy Greg right does get promoted to character design. Because mm-hmm. he was like, well, I'll go get you a drink, but it's not going to be from Sonic. And they were like, <laughs> we're going to remember you because you made the pun. <laughs> <laughs> so what about so what about this costume here, John? <laughs> oh, yeah. So on the Sonic news, they're redesigning the character, but it's too late 
for the uh, the costumes that are hitting store shelves now. Apparently, you can buy a costume uh, for your kid based on the Sonic movie design. <laughs> it's nightmare fuel. If you're, at, I'm looking at it right now. It's uh, pretty frightening. Maybe, yeah, <laughs> I'll, it's not pro- good. I'll probably put it in the in the picture of this episode. So if you have a podcast <laughs> app that will let you listen to the pet, because we have what new is, pic- that? is it general? We have new pictures for every. Uh, for every of every one of our episodes, so if you can take a look at it, look at it. It's total nightmare fuel. Yeah, this poor child. I love that. Oh yeah, then there's that kid at the bottom too. <laughs> no matter no matter how fast <laughs> I run, I can't stay away from the pain. Pretty much all of those costumes are gonna look bad anyway. Halloween costumes. So I'd say don't worry about it. But do you want to stay? Do you want to stay in the movie news since I already jumped to this one? Sure. Yeah, we can do movie news. We talked about it a little bit already, but yeah, Pokemon Detective Pikachu coming out this weekend. I'm planning to go see it. That's why I said uh, I'm going to need a Pokedex because I have honestly, I don't think I've ever interacted with anything Pokemon ever. Not seeing the show, not seeing any of the other twenty-something movies, certainly. Mm-hmm. And the extent of my Pokemon knowledge is. In high school, one time when it was first becoming popular, I downloaded it on an emulator and I tried it for about 10 minutes and I realized it was an RPG and I was like, oh, I'm not into this. It's a good RPG. That was it. Yeah, I was going to say, you didn't, I'm surprised the craze didn't hit you at all. Like you didn't even see like the anime or, or you didn't play like Pokemon puzzle, like Pokemon, Pokemon puzzle league or like Pokemon snap or none of those. No, I was really trying to think, did I ever try anything Pokemon whatsoever? Uh, I didn't try Snap, nothing. Mm. That that really is the extent of it, as I just played it for about 10 minutes on my computer. And yeah. just because it was a Nintendo thing, it was the biggest Nintendo thing, uh, the craze at the time. Uh, well, not at the time, it's gone on now, but... Um, still still the yeah. craze, yeah. <laughs> it's still here. Yeah. Did you didn't uh, even, did you even try, it, like... I don't know anything about Pokemon, so I'm going to be... I, Japan I hope actually does. has a Pokemon bus. What's that? Japan has a Pokemon bus. Nice. Japan has a Pokemon bus. That's just one of the earliest things I remember hearing about Pokemon back in the day. Yeah, I saw I saw like one of the theaters that was premiering uh, Detect Pikachu in Japan, and it had like had the tail like painted on the ground. It's all like zigzag, like as like a it's like a red carpet, but it's a but it's the red the yellow tail painted on the on the sidewalk. It looks really cool. One of the premier places. It looks it looks neat. Like it was like a, it was like an air shot, like from a helicopter shot, or whatever. But uh, but so so who do you? But you know you know who Pikachu is. You know you know like, I'm sure you know like you know like Charizard and Mewtwo probably right. Yeah, I'm familiar with all the the red and blue and you you know basic characters starter characters. Yeah, you know the ones from the Smash Brothers games, right? You know uh, mm-hmm. you know you know like Greninja and uh, and Incineroar and those people, right? From playing the game. Yeah, yeah the the. Basically, most of what I know from the Pokemon is from is from Smash, and that's about it. So this will be my first time like going head in diving into a Pokemon thing. And uh, from what I'm from what from what I'm hearing so far from all the buzz is that the movie does a pretty good job of walking that line between being for the fans and opening the doors for uh, new people. Mm. So yeah, we'll we'll see. Yeah. It'll be interesting because y'all you, know, you you know a lot about it and. You know, Jeremy, you're going to go see the movie too, and mm-hmm. you certainly know more about it than I do. So we'll get like two perspectives. You know, the guy who doesn't know anything versus people who do know. No, a I am more actually about interested. I think you are. You do offer a fresh perspective in that regard. Mm-hmm. And I think yeah. I think that's also, also being someone who's involved with film directly. Mm-hmm. That also, right. being a, 
Your see how it translates well. And that yeah. and that's also like what I was saying, like in the comparison between the game and the movie. The game is like showing a lot of like obscure Pokemon because they want to do like more of the nerdy stuff. But the movie you're going to see like just the straight up 150 ones, you know, the original the original generation one, because that's the ones that people recognize. That's probably what people want to see in the weird in their realistic look more than anything. But you recognize, you know, you recognize like the ones from the trailer, right, John? Like Mr. Mime and Bulbasaur and Charizard and all those people, right? Like from what you've seen. Are there any... I didn't recognize Mr. Mime until... uh, That's the first time I ever saw him was the trailer. Okay. But uh, the other ones, like the Bulbasaur, everything that's been in in Smash are recognized. Mm. So I'm looking at the uh, tomato meter right now after 89 reviews. It's in like uh, 70, right? The tomato meter says 70%. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's high for. A I mean, I mean, I mean, that's not great. You say high for a rom com. <laughs> for rot tom. <laughs> I thought you said a rom com. I thought there was a joke about like. Uh, it know, was a rom com like, joke, but like I said, like, Pikachu and Tim rom-com. being in love with, with each other, which I guess they kind of are. <laughs> I, I hope they're not rating the uh, the leak from YouTube on there because I'm going to give it a low. Score. That would send it way up. It would be 100. Yeah. percent yeah, I'm sure you guys saw that leak, right? Where it's just Pikachu dancing for like two hours or an hour forty four minutes. Yeah, that's been going around, and actually, it's made a lot of noise. Um, I saw uh, on Facebook. I, I subscribed to uh, this publication called Adweek, which is this advertising industry publication, and they were talking about it. So yeah, that kind of clued me in to be like, oh, this is like it's a strategic leak, you know? Ryan Reynolds, he put it out there. And it was actually posted by an account called Inspector Pikachu. Like, this isn't just a fan thing. This is a marketing thing that they did. Mm-hmm. And uh, It's yeah, a Rick it, World kind of thing, but, like, professional marketing. Right. Yeah. yeah In he, an instant, my entire news feed was all posts of oh, yeah. this, this Pikachu thing. Same. Yeah. So, yeah, it was very effective. Yeah, I, I found Even it. people, like, trying to troll people, like, being like, oh, my God, I can't believe the full movie is up. Like people are already using that as a joke, like not just being like, "Hey, check out this link that Ryan Reynolds posted." I didn't. I didn't know what it was. I actually saw it from uh from Natasha put it up, friend of the show, on on uh, I think she put it up on the Pokemon Go group that that I'm a part of, and I was like, oh, "I'll just look at this and see what it is." You know, it's got to be. I think she. I think I might have seen hers first as well, actually. Yeah. But yeah, viral marketing. It works. And those movies, those like ridiculous, like long videos on YouTube, like those have been like a meme for so long that it's kind of funny to see them in the mainstream in that regard. Like, you know, 120 minutes of Pikachu dancing, yeah, 10 right. hours of guys saying dope. You know, that's like you can find those videos on YouTube. You just got to look for it. Yeah. It's just a ridiculous uh, Rick Rolly type thing, but it's fun. It's fun to watch for like two minutes. I wonder if anybody had watched the whole thing. You should have just put that on the TV, John, instead of the uh, Super Mario. <laughs> Super Mario, you—you you could just watch that dance, like what you know. That'll get people to come play. It's it's a uh, topical, you know. Tell people, hey, we got the whole Detective Pikachu movie here for free. Come on in. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's uh, I don't know. I'm real. I'm curious. I, I I thought that it looked promising from what I saw of it, but of course we'll. You know, we'll, we're going to do a full-on episode about it for our sister show, Drunk Monday. But my also- expectation at this point is that I'm not going to totally hate it, but yeah. it's not going to be great. But we'll talk about it a little bit. And that's a great place sure. to be for a movie. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, it, it's I'm, I'm just interested. It's just such a weird thing that I'm really interested in it. You know, and it might be. It's probably going to be. 
really like what it's looking at versus other video game movies, it's pretty easy to to be better than those because all yep. of them pretty are pretty awful. So it's like it doesn't take much to be. And it's currently to be the considered a good video game movie. It probably is. I mean, on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, I believe that. Because even because wasn't before that what like Tomb Raider the new one with like a fifty or something it was like the highest I think it was higher than that but but yeah that's what's going on with that one projected to make to make one hundred sixty million yeah maybe I mean worldwide maybe more yep. who knows but yeah no it sounds about right to me I think it was like fifty million domestic and one hundred sixty worldwide that's I'm sure, according to Deadline I'm sure it'll do pretty well in Japan at least it's a well placed cash grab I think it's placed. In the center of hype, rather than being at the apex of hype, like mm-hmm. they're dropping it and they're creating new hype for the new Pokemon that's coming out, and it's also just Pokemon just always been popular. But yeah. like Ryan Reynolds is popular because of Deadpool, you know. And there's a synergy happening here with this this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. And it's being dropped at the right time. I'm, I'm actually when there's not like a lot of competing box office things either. Yeah, true. Yeah, uh, Avengers has kind of started to wear yeah. off a little bit. I mean, people are still seeing it, though. We're in between episodes of <laughs> GOT. <laughs> I mean, that's still that's still happening. But I'm actually I'm wondering what the I'm actually going to see um, Virgil of Chapo Trap House on my uh, on my birthday, and uh, I'm, and then that's also the same day as the last episode of Game of Thrones. So I'm interested to see. I mean, I, th- I think the people that are going to see him like maybe don't care that much about Game of Thrones, but also I think everybody cares about Game of Thrones. So I don't know. I say I'm completely current on it. I've watched every episode. The night it's come out this season. Yeah, I've watched. Well, we watch we watch them on Monday, but yeah, I've I've seen I've seen them all. But yeah, if you want to hear more about that, we did a drunk Monday about the last two. But um, let's move on from the movies. Uh, why don't we talk about the releases that are happening this month? There's a sure. bunch, there's a bunch of things that I forgot to mention last week. Probably probably just because I hadn't seen them yet. But yeah, one of the so, so Red Out, which was a game that the backstage gaming talked about while they were on our show, mm-hmm. being a being a big game. Uh, it's got a release date finally, five fourteen. I'm definitely interested in looking into that game. That was the one that's supposed to be, you know, another like F Zero type game. So I like those games. Uh, Darkwood. That was another one from one of the Nindies Direct. It has a release date. It was like one of those like, well, I guess they're all like post apocalyptic, but this is like the horror one or whatever, the top down one. I don't think I'll end up getting it, but it has a release date now. I just wanted to re- mention it because it was in the video. But most importantly, Sonic Racing has a release date and a price. Uh, on the on the better really side soon. of Sonic, uh, five twenty one. That's actually that's going to be my birthday game. It's uh, comes out a few days after my birthday. Uh, it's only forty bucks too. It's not sixty. I'm like super hyped about that. I, if it's anything like the previous two Sonic Racing games, uh, I'll, it'll be great because I'd really yeah yeah the Sonic and Sega All Stars games like one and Transformed. Those games are fucking awesome. Like they're they so much know, fun to play. They know so. they're like what they're emulating, and they yeah. just do it shamelessly. Yeah, and they do it well. Yeah. So I'm I'm actually so really, skeptic in me is wondering why it's only forty dollars because why not? it's a budget Mario Kart game. I mean, but it's I honestly I mean I thought Transformed was really good. Like I thought that was Mario. Kart, oh no, Mario it's Kart great. Level. But that's yeah. how they're presenting themselves yeah. because it is it is as good as Mario Kart in a lot of regards, but it's cheaper. Uh, I don't know. I'm really pumped, and I'm and it I'm, has all your Sonic friends. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and, and Dana, Danica Patrick. Yeah, it would be nice if she was in there. It just is a hidden thing still. No, the, I mean those games are a lot of fun. Like it's, I was already on board. Like I was already planning on getting it. But now that it's forty bucks, fuck yeah, I'm I'm totally into that. I'm. I'm I not, kind of am excited about it too because I I don't know. I'm kind of burnt out on uh, Mario Kart eight, and I was even saying that back when we were playing Sonic 
racing back on Wii U. Like, yeah, I don't know how. I've hundred last year. Like, I was like, it's great playing all these new races because I'm burnt out on Mario Kart Eight. Like, I still feel that way. Yeah, I mean, I like I like arcade racing games a lot, so I'll buy whatever they put on there. I mean, granted that it's good, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, I got Horizon Chase Turbo, and I played the shit out of that game, which is getting some DLC also, which is cool. It's not out yet. I checked. I checked actually before we recorded, but. There's nothing on there yet, but they're going to add some new uh, single player stuff, so I'm happy about that. But no, Sonic Racing looks great, and now that it's not sixty bucks, like I'm 100 percent in. You know, it's not. I was already planning on getting it, but I'm glad that it's not as much. And it comes out the same day as all the Resident Evil games, and you know what? I'm getting none of those, so that's uh, <laughs> Sonic. Because of their pricing, Sonic wins. Yeah, the the pricing's dumb, and I don't care. I have all of them. I have all of them. I have multiple versions of Resident Evil Four. I don't need another one, really. It's, it's just to be portable. It's like, a fine game, but I don't need it, man. I got, I got to play Resident Evil Four portable. Yeah, you I, might want to. Well, I, I mean, I got Resident Evil Revelations too, still that I haven't beaten. If I want to play, want to play Resident Evil Portable, I'll play that. But I mean, it's yeah, they're also kind of they're kind of a little pricey for for how old they are and all that, which is weird. And speaking of pricey, we didn't even mention this last week. Um, we didn't just didn't get around to it, but Final Fantasy Twelve is now on the Switch. It was released. And man, that's a game that I want to play, but not for fifty dollars. That's only ten dollars less than it was when it came out. Come on, I mean, guys, 10, come on guys. Ten was more expensive than I expected as well. So ten was fine though. Ten was twenty. You know, no, I'd, ten's forty. Oh no, ten. Okay, yeah. But but that's two games. That's ten and ten too. Yeah. So that's like twenty each. But but like twelve for fifty bucks. And apparently that's like way higher. I, I, I'm pretty sure the PS4 version is less than that, but. I don't know. I'm I'm intrigued by it from what I've heard. Definitely but I, I switch tax. But I can't. I really just can't do it for fifty because I bought it on PS2 not that long ago. Yeah, so I'm kind of wondering if I really want to get it on Switch. Well, portability, man. Yeah, <laughs> just, but I still have like, like seven and nine. That I haven't played through. Yeah, I haven't really. Yeah, I haven't gone back to nine yet. I thought about doing that when I played Tales of Vesperia. And but, I have ten on my computer, but I want something newer that I've beaten. So newer and, and older at the same on time. PS4. Yeah, Final Fantasy twelve came out. More Final Fantasy stuff. I'm interested in it, but maybe if it goes on sale for twenty bucks, I'll check it out. Uh, Wonder Boy Re- Wonder Boy Returns Remix is coming out f- on the 23rd. It has nothing to do with the Dragon's Trap remake. It's a uh, actually a remake of the Wonder Boy games when they were like Adventure Island games. Adventure from Island. what I, from what I've seen of it, but I'll check it out. It's going to be cheap, and I like those Wonder Boy so games. So it's like an Adventure Island remake, kind of. Pretty much, yeah. Because I think Wonder... I don't remember if it was Wonder Boy came first or Adventure Island came first. I think it was Wonder Boy. Wasn't but. there a Wii game, like a WiiWare game that was adventure, like an Adventure Island game? There might have been. I didn't get it, though, if there was. I mean, there, I, would, I wouldn't doubt it. There, there was a lot of WiiWare stuff. But yeah, that's on there. Uh, Shakedown Hawaii is already out. That that just so That's a game that I kind of wanted to buy, but I just already bought two other games, and I'm waiting on my VR to show up. I'm sure, like, yeah. Maybe you, not. Yeah, well, I mean, maybe in the future. Uh, but it's been getting pretty good reviews, and it actually looks like a game I would enjoy. Isn't it like a sequel to Retro City Rampage, or is it a different? Is it a different company? It is. Yeah, it's the exact same company. Okay, because that and, game. Uh, yeah, I didn't like that game that much when it came out, but hopefully the thing that better. looks compelling about it is that you have like there's a meta game of uh, making money off of shake de- like stores you're shaking down. Essentially, so oh, okay. you're making like extra income while you play the normal game, mm. and it's based on how you run the meta game, and that sounds kind of cool to me. Interesting. To be yeah, I don't know. Um, maybe if there's a, there's obviously not any dead stuff happening. I saw I saw somebody posted on one of the video game 
Facebooks that we're on. I don't think it was, I don't think it was the, the podcast forums, but somebody said like Saints Row is the only game that's coming out in May. And I'm, I disagree because all of these are all other stuff that's important. Uh, Crystal Crisis. I feel like I saw the trailer for this like a million years ago, but did, have you guys seen that? The Crystal Crisis? It's like a, it's a puzzle game that has indie characters in it. So you can play as like the guy from Cave Story. You can play as Isaac from Binding of Isaac. Uh, Asteroid Bo- Astro Boy is in there. So there's some like Japanese characters as well. But it's like a puzzle fighter type, type game. And it looks pretty cool from what I saw of it. But it finally has a release date. Never heard of it. I saw. I remember seeing a trailer for it a long, long time ago, and I was like, "Oh, this game looks really cool." And then it just it's basically like Dino Crisis, but the character from Star Fox Crystals in it. <laughs> yeah, no, Isaac's in it, man. He cries a lot. No, yeah, no, no, that one looks cool. And um, what's this uh, cadence of Hyrule thing that you put on here, John? What's that all about? Yeah, so this is um, something that popped up um, according to Nintendo Life. Um, Nintendo of Europe sent out an email saying that Cadence of Hyrule is coming out later this month. Oh, so we got another May release then. Shit. Yeah, and not only that, but it appeared on the European eShop. Hmm. So no date given, but uh, it's on the European eShop, and the email from Nintendo Europe said it's coming later this month. Hmm, interesting. Yeah, I still I, I didn't really get good at the other one. It's the original, uh, whatever it was called. Uh, I already forgot what it was called. Uh, the dancing one. Uh, Crypt of the ne- Necrodancer. Necrodancer. Yeah. I didn't get very good at that because it's really hard to hit all the beats on it. But I should try it again. I don't know. It was one of those, like, you know, impulse buys that I just kind of went for. But there's some other there's some other stuff coming out. I guess uh, Arcade Archives Ninja Gaiden comes out this week. You know, that's a game that you mm-hmm. actually that you actually gifted me on Wii, John. That was yeah. a game that you bought for me, which I didn't really. I mean, it. I didn't really care for it. On it was not. It was not the NES Ninja Gaiden that I thought of. The play was. It was weird. The arcade version was weird. It was kind of like uh, how Double Dragon was for the arcade, you know, to me. But it's yeah. A, this article says it's more like a beat 'em up. Yeah, very much so. Like it just. Uh, I don't know. Maybe it was like too hard, but I had I had a hard time getting into it. But I appreciate the gift, of course. It was an awesome gift. Sure. I miss I miss when you could gift games to people on the Wii. That should fun. still be a thing. It should, man. It sucks that they took it away. I mean, I guess you can buy you can buy cards that have codes on them that are for particular games. You can do that. Like yeah, for but stuff it's not that's the same only... though to have your Wii like you walk by in the living room, oh my Wii is glowing blue. Yeah, and there's What's a game. There? Oh, somebody sent me a gift. That was so cool. Yeah, that was really fun. I, I that sucks that they got rid of that. I thought that was a really cool idea. Like they should have kept it going. But uh, what else do we got? What else do we got on here? Devil uh, May Cry coming out. Is that real? I, I didn't see that. Yeah, anymore. it is, is that real. A, is that a real yep. thing? So is that is this what is this the PlayStation Two? What Devil May Cry is this? Or is this the PlayStation Three one? There's so many of them that I can't keep track. I know they've like there's not a number in it, so a I PS3 thought it was a reboot. Okay, right? yeah, I played it- I played that game. I don't know. I never really liked any of the Devil May Cry's, so so I, I don't so I don't really know. Maybe I just couldn't. Well, something new the... come to to the Switch. Imagine it's yeah, it's probably last generation remastered version. Yeah, it's probably the uh, was there a PlayStation Three one? I guess I don't know. I've lost track of them just because I never really got into the series. But yeah, uh, Capcom's throwing some more shit on the on the in the Switch world. That's cool. You guys heard of this game called Frame Dragons Odyssey? Nope, no. That's one that I just saw today. Nintendo Life said it's coming out May 9th. This is an RPG. And what is uh, what is it that makes it worth noting on here? I don't know. It was just a new game, so I just put it on there. 
Okay. Does I mean, does it look intriguing? I don't know. I feel like there's a million RPGs on there. Yeah, not to me, it doesn't. But so, yeah. yeah, forget that one, everybody. <laughs> Fuck that game. That's fine. Well, I can't get the link to work, but... I can't get what any about, of them What about the either. announced NES online games? John, I think you posted those. First. Yeah, let's, let's talk yeah, about those. So we got our NES online games coming on May 15th. Yeah. We're going to get Donkey Kong Jr., Cuckoo Land, and most exciting to me, versus Excite Bike. That's definitely the most exciting one. Because yeah, of the that's online cool. two-player. Mm-hmm. It'll yeah, it'll have online for sure. Yeah, no. Uh, would you say uh, on the Slack you're versus excited of that one? I'm versus <laughs> excited. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, Cuckoo Land is cool. I mean, that's that's a game that I don't really never really played, but I'll try it out for free. I remember yeah, playing. That game like- became more of a swear for me just because I don't know. Cuckoo Land makes. If I stub my toe, I kind of want to say Cuckoo Land. Yeah, that, that sounds like a swear that you would say. Jeremy. Sounds like a swear somebody's mom would say. It's like, hey, I'm not nobody's mom. It's like my two cats. It's like it's like piss on a poop platter. I think that was that was one of them. Yeah, they used to I remember playing that game like ten years ago ago or so on an emulator, and actually enjoyed it. It was like a hidden gem for me. Cuckoo Land. It's like a puzzle game. Yeah, I don't remember the exact like. Gameplay or whatever, or what, what you, you do grab, in game. You grab, like, pegs as you, like, pass by them, and you swing around. So you're, like, yeah, but I, like I got into it for a minute there. You're moving along a track, and the way you turn is by, like, either use your left or your right arm to grab a peg. Yeah, you, like, do a, yeah, you do, like, a quick turn peg. sort of thing. I just remember playing it in 3D on uh, WarioWare. Like, there was a, there was a WarioWare Clue Clue Land thing. That's about, that's my, that's my most, uh, Involvement with Glucal Land, but hey, it's it's free through the online service, so I'll check it out. And that's next that's next week, right? That's uh, the fifteenth. Donkey Junior introduced the uh, the climbing across vines mechanic that you get in Donkey Kong Country Two for the first mm-hmm. time. True that, yeah, yeah. It actually could be one of the first games that I ever played because well, it is one of the first. I don't know if it was the first, but I had it on ColecoVision as a kid. Actually, interesting thing about that vine thing, Jeremy. The uh, actually the first time that they introduced that, aside from Donkey Kong Junior, was in Donkey Kong Land on uh, Game Boy before Donkey Kong Country Two came out. Okay, I always thought that was really cool. No, I just uh, I just thought I just remember it being really neat because I bought I bought that game and it's a completely different game than Donkey Kong Country, but you can do that. You can like move from one to another in that. And then I saw it in Donkey Kong Country Two, and I was like, oh wow, it came from that other game. I'm just saying Donkey Kong Land one is a fun game. Is the moral of that story but uh no it's um yeah i don't know i don't really is there a donkey kong on there already well there's the arcade one but there's not one on yeah. the nes on the nes stuff right no I think the there's donkey kong 3 right you gotta buy You're it right. it's not concluded that's a that's an arcade archives one donkey oh, kong yes. 3 is which is a weird i'm sure i mentioned it before it's it's a weird uh space invaders clone ish mm-hmm. type game just so strange but yeah, no, we'll have to play some versus Excite Bike when it comes. That's out. the one that's the most exciting for sure, because yeah. that that's a disc system game that we didn't get right, or mm-hmm. was was that something that was released here? I think it was an arcade game. I thought it, well, I know it was an arcade game, but I I didn't even know that it was on the NES. But at I think all. I it was similar to the no, I think it's similar to the um, oh, the, Mario Two Lost Levels. It's a it's a Famicom disc system game. Okay. Well, I thought well, I was thinking about Mario like Mario versus you know because that was only arcade, right? Because versus Excite Bike actually came out before the one we have, like in the U.S. Uh, NES. So. Um, this is actually a prequel, but it seems like a sequel because it's better. Hmm. For sure. 
But I think uh, that's all we got for releases, right? We could talk about the sales really quick. Uh, Night Trap is on sale. I don't know for how much because I got it. We all got it, so we can't Same. really look at what the discount is. But it wasn't that expensive <laughs> when it came out, so I'm sure it's way cheaper, right? Whatever it is, get it. It's worth it. Yeah. Cosmic Star Heroin is uh, 50% off, seven fifty. That's that uh, RPG game that takes a lot of inspiration from uh, the fighting mechanics of Chrono Trigger with the uh, where you can do like the three person fight and all that. It's a pretty cool game. I bought it for PS4 and played through I don't know, like maybe like ten hours of it, something like that. I thought about going back to it again, but I got a bunch of other stuff to play. Attack on Titan Two is forty percent off, and you can actually download the demo of it. I played it earlier. It's kind of it's weird. It's like a Musou game, but it's like you're Spider Man. Like you have this. Uh, it's worth playing the demo at least because it's pretty kooky. It's like you have this. Um, you have this grappling hook where you can just kind of like swing from one thing to another. Like I never actually made it to any of the Titans, but I was just swinging around on it and I was like, wow, this game's kind of bizarre. But it well, does you remember that the Titans? Cause... What? Remember what the Titan? No. Do, do you remember the Titans? <laughs> Attack on Titan 2? <laughs> yeah, I don't I never I haven't seen the anime at all, so I don't know what it's about, but the the Dallas worth it. I, playing I, I've only seen the first season. I really got to jump back into it, but the first season to me I was just hooked. I blazed through them in like 3 days. Oh wow. Um, the first, it's kind of like it felt to me like Japan's version of The Walking Dead, but they're giant. But they're giant. But they're titans. giant, and it's, it's it's weird, but it's very engrossing. Mm-hmm. It's a well told story. Okay. Um, and then the game looked to me it looked really cool to begin with, like the Spider Man mechanics and stuff. I've always enjoyed mm. it, you know the swinging around in, in those Spider Man games. So I'm gonna check this out for sure. Yeah, try out the demo. It's free, you know, and give it a go. I, I didn't have a whole lot of time to play around with it. I just started up and just swung around for like ten minutes. But I'll play it. I'll play it some more in the demo. But I'm pretty sure it's a Muso game because it's Ko- Tecmo Koei, and it looks a lot like those Warriors types games. But but if there's enough different to it, maybe I don't know. I don't. I don't really see myself ever purchasing it. Purchasing it, but I'll play around on the demo for free. Was this uh, 2K19 plus a Switch for 2.98? That's pretty much like yes, getting 2K19 for free <laughs> and at Walmart. Yeah, I think this is funny because well, you get the you get the Switch and 2K19 right for 2.98. But then there's yeah. another deal you can do a Switch plus two, uh, Lego Incredibles, or you can do Switch plus. Uh, two controllers for for two ninety nine, and I'm wondering why the dollar difference. What are, what are Ematic controllers? Are those like Ematic is a brand? Emotional controllers, like emo controllers. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. The HD Rumble, it really gets you, you know, your emotions. Sometimes it does, man. I know, like uh, in uh, Celeste, the Rumble helps you <laughs> get into it. Yeah, I don't know. Two ninety nine or two ninety eight. I think that's funny. They look they the look really difference. like they look really sharp. Like the edges are like. Look like they might cut you, the controllers that they're showing here on this. <laughs> Maybe they're just getting rid of them, like on clearance because they cut too many people. Yeah, I think I think they're. Uh, <laughs> I, I think you have to play them plugged in too. I don't think they're wireless. There's a wireless option for three fifteen. Oh, okay. Because because I'm seeing cords on the top of them here, looking at it. But if if you don't have a switch, why are you listening to the show? This is what I want to say. But you can always get another one, I guess. <laughs> if you want if you want to do that. So that that was the sales. Bubsy's pause on fire has been delayed. Damn it! Now we're pause. all heartbroken. Man, <laughs> yeah. Timeout. On pause. <laughs> yeah, there's a game I never cared about, but hey, we get to wait longer <laughs> for it. Yeah, what could possibly go wrong? <laughs> <laughs> you mean possibly? 
pause. Why don't we uh, why don't we talk about Mortal Kombat since we talked about it earlier? They've been kind of been under the uh, under the gun again for um, saying that they overwork their employees, which seems to be a thing in video games nowadays. Crunch time is what they call it. Kind of been under fire. Actually, a friend of the show guest that we had, uh, Rebecca Rothschild, did say on Twitter that she had dealt with a similar thing from them. You know, crunch and over overbearing hours and that type of thing, like in completing a game, which I think happens normally, but it shouldn't, mm-hmm. you know. I understand deadlines and stuff like that, but she said that she did experience that while she was there. And the way they responded to it was like maybe not the best way to respond to it. I think they just kind of said like that that they didn't know that that was happening and that they'll look into it or whatever. You know, it sounds kind of like a cop-out to me. Yeah, it sounds like a total cop-out. You didn't know that your employees were all being overworked, and that sounds like the root of the problem. Yeah. But what else was uh, Kotaku saying about it? Yeah, so well, the initial article um, the initial article was put out by U.S. Gamer, the one that said you know, NetherRealms was facing allegations of a toxic workplace. Mm-hmm. And then, this was, that was a couple of days ago, and then today, Kotaku came out with an article, kind of taking the ball and running with it, where they detailed, they went into more um, the emotional or, or psych, psychological aspects of what's it like to work on such a brutally violent game, and what does that do to you just by focusing on violence? Um, I wish I got more time to read the article. I read through about half of it. Hmm. So, but read it for yourself. Um, but I just uh, it does talk about um, yeah. like a guy. A guy says he uh, was looking at pictures like for he was an animator. He was looking at reference pictures of actual violence, like people being hung, and that was just like par for the course for studying how to depict these violent animations. Mm-hmm. And he started to feel depressed. He went to a psycho- uh, psycho- psychologist who diagnosed him with PTSD. From looking at these images <laughs> from Mortal Kombat. Well, and, I mean, uh, yeah, uh, all those games have been like pretty campy, but right. I, I mean, really, you don't have to watch like fucking Faces of Death or something to to see it. But I understand now that I guess he was probably doing that for the backgrounds. But it's like, man, mm-hmm. I mean, I guess that you could really fall into a rabbit hole and see some really fucked yeah. up shit that you can't forget if you want to look into that. But man, don't. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, they'd go for. I mean, they're trying to be like more of the campy side, you like more like the trauma style violence, from what I've seen of it. You know. Yeah, I don't know. If but I'm taking find, like, like a, a video of someone getting their spine ripped out, for instance. I don't know if that's a real thing. I don't think it's possible. But I mean, but the hung stuff, I understand because there is a lot of mm-hmm. in the um, you know, in the story mode, there is areas that are like completely destroyed now that you see. So there's a lot of dead people around. So you would have to draw that for the background or whatever. And that's you know. I, I figured for the actual play, I mean, yeah, and you would do it in the for the levels that you play in and all that. Yeah. I'll read a little bit from the article. It says, they told Kotaku that they had worked on the game throughout 2018 and spent their days reviewing violent, con- violent animation work, discussing it with leads, sharing feedback with animators, and generally being surrounded by the kind of bloody real-life research material that creators reference in order to animate video game gore within a month. They started feeling the effects. Mm. He says, I'd have these very extremely graphic dreams, very violent. Um, I just kind of stopped wanting to go to sleep. So I'd keep myself awake for days at a time to avoid sleeping. Um, Yeah, and it goes on to detail more and more about this. And I just got to thinking about, like, you know, when we're enjoying these games and stuff, like, 
Maybe we should take a pause and think about how these people actually have to create these games. They have to when you when you're seeing a an image of a character rip rip the skin off somebody's face and it looks so realistic. It's because they're they're studying human anatomy and the way what would happen if you rip skin off. And yeah, I mean, when, I don't... when you're immersed in that, like maybe the companies. I'm not saying that we shouldn't make those kind of games or enjoy those kind of games, but maybe these companies can have some kind of mechanism in place to say like, okay, maybe we don't just have one person working on this all the time. Maybe yeah, you took biology too and you dissected a body before. Maybe I've actually, I mean, I've played the game a lot. I've done a lot of the finishing moves and I'm just telling you that they are definitely not realistic in any way. Like mm. when I look at it, I think of like Terraformer and stuff like that, like trauma style movies with eyeballs flying out of people like after you kick them in the back of the head. Like that's not something that happens in real life. And it, it sucks that he did have to, I mean, maybe somebody asked him to look at that, but I'm just telling you for the actual like finishing moves and like the, mm-hmm. and the like fatal blows or whatever they're called, they are like nowhere realistic whatsoever. I mean, like, you stab somebody in the bottom of the neck and, like, all this blood comes out of the top of their head. That's not how it works. <laughs> I'm just I'm just telling you, it's, like, super over the top. But it's, I mean, I, and I'm not saying that I think story... anybody working on Mortal Kombat, yeah. like, claiming that it affects them psychologically, I don't know. I feel like they, like, they should not have gotten that job in the first place, maybe, not working at Mortal Kombat. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, like, it might have been kind of like a, I don't know, sort of like a freelance thing. Yeah, Maybe they're working in somewhere right. else. They, they, they might not have just, like... Yeah. specifically gone after that job. I mean, they but probably I'm still just saying, needed, I'm like, yeah. come on, this is, it's like been controversial since 1993 or whatever. Like, yeah, yeah. Surely but, by now you knew you were going to see some gore if you're going to do this. Like, do you love horror movies? Were you in a biology class in high school? Yeah. All right. Well, then you're okay. Mm-hmm. You've seen skin ripped off of a body before. I mean, and I'm not. It sounds I'm, like the, the crux of the real argument, though, is not, it's not just that. You know, they're looking at the video game animations, but that they have to look at reference material to to get it more and more realistic as the games become more and more realistic looking. Well, that's yeah. what I'm saying about yeah. being yeah. biology. Well, I mean, I yeah, yeah. I mean, I literally have ripped the skin off of a cadaver before. Mm-hmm. Well, not a human cadaver, but like a cat. But like, I had to do that biology class. Like, you know, it wasn't great, and I got a really low grade because I hated it so much, but. I would be more prepared to work for Mortal Kombat because of that experience. <laughs> yeah, I'm not trying. I'm not trying to say that the guy is a sissy or any, any sort of thing like that. I'm just saying that from playing the game, like I don't feel like it's a realistic. It's no like Call of Duty or whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like it's a real realistic violence. It's very much comic violence, but with blood. You know, was, was what I get from playing it. Like, trust me, John. Watch some of those fatalities, man. It's not oh, possible yeah. to do that. It's not some possible to kick somebody in the back of the head and their eyeballs fly out of their face. Like, that's just not humanly possible, you know? So, I mean, I don't really see the realistic aspect of it. But if he had, I mean, if they asked him to look at that shit, then that sucks. That that did, you know, that yeah. did fuck mm-hmm. him up, you know? If and they were fuck forced anybody to, like, view, yeah. like, some snuffy-type stuff, that's a different story. Yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, I understand, like, there's some x-ray stuff where you see the bones crack and stuff like that, but I, mm-hmm. but I mean... You know, you need to know the anatomy and whatnot. I don't know. If if they force if somebody forced them to look at actual people getting killed, then that sucks. Then that's mm-hmm. another realm. They suck for doing that. But the but the outcome that I saw seems very cartoony in the violence. Yeah. More than it realistic. might also be one of those things where maybe nobody forced 
these people to look at it, but it's like maybe they just did everybody else is looking be at it. So know. like yeah. you feel like you got to, yeah. or you know what I mean? One of those subtle kind of things where you just kind of get used to it and don't know how affected you are until yeah. however long later when you're at the psychiatrist, right? Yeah, because I really, so, I really don't, I really don't like like realistic or yeah. like realistic gore. Like I don't like I like horror movies. I like gore, but I like stuff that's like super over the top. Like what. Like the way Mortal Kombat is, where like you do like you hit like one thing and all of a sudden blood like flies out, you know, like just from punching somebody in the face. Like I like that like super over the top that isn't believable in any way, and that's well, like why, in a that's how I can get into it. One yeah. of my favorite movies, um, like there's the scene where someone like actually dies. They're like that looks so fake. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> because it's like really way different in real yeah. life. Like it's not spurting everywhere in a comical way, and yeah. obviously that was still. Mm. A B movie in that regard, and it yeah. was self-referential. But people dying in real life is rarely the over-the-top spraying gore that we see mm-hmm. in the video games and the movies that we enjoy. Yeah, that's that's all I'm saying. I'm not trying to defend Netherrealm at all because overworking your employees and underpaying them and all that sucks, and crunching time and all that sucks. And I'm not saying they're and then good. adding adding yeah. the gore to that. Maybe that's yeah. just like an extra psychological. Yeah. I'm not. I'm, I'm not saying that they did any. That they're like great or anything like that. I'm just saying that. I'm just saying that the, that the game came off pretty, pretty cartoony in its violence. Like I didn't. I didn't feel like it was disturbingly realistic or anything like that. Because I don't think it looks realistic at all. I mean, there's monsters with with giant, with giant blades coming out of their arms and all that. Like it's they're pretty, they're pretty out there characters, you know. So I don't know. But regardless, treat your treat your employees better. Nether realm. That's the moral of the story of this one. Right. So let's move. Let's move on. We work on moral combat. Yeah, and I guess, <laughs> yeah, you expect to be it to be pretty gory out of that, you know. So uh, let's let's move on here. Um, Suda five one to make an announcement during MomoCon. That's in a couple weeks. We'll definitely report on that when it happens. Uh, maybe it'll be no more Heroes three. I'll be excited about that. It's happening on May twenty fifth, and it's going to be broadcast on Twitch. Yeah. I'll have to remind myself about that <laughs> to try to watch it. I don't know. I mean, what is that a Saturday? I'll probably be working. But uh, let's let's talk about this Nintendo these cartoons. Um, yeah, this is really cool. Yeah, the unproduced Nintendo cartoons. So um, this, these um, this artwork was, was discovered for unproduced Nintendo cartoons from the late 1980s. Um, an animator for Deke um, Animation. Uh, the company that produced Super Mario Brothers Super Show uh, passed away, and there was an estate sale. And some of the things that were found were this uh, um, material for unproduced cartoons, including Double Dragon, Castlevania, California Games, and most interestingly of all, a Metroid cartoon. Yeah, without Samus in it. <laughs> Samus is a man with uh, doing the gender swap there of uh, which yeah. I I don't I mean when about do you think these guys these would have premiered these shows? It said 1989. Okay, because I didn't uh, really I never watched I mean I never really watched much of the video game cartoons when I was a kid, hmm. and I don't know when exactly I, sh- I got into Metroid, but I would have been mad if it was a male and not Samus. <laughs> if I'd already seen it, but, but I don't, I mean, I, I didn't see, I didn't see Captain N until later, you know, I, I remember Mario Brothers being a movie, but I didn't go see it, you know, cause by the time it came out, I didn't really care anymore about that. You know, I was kind of in between 
the systems. So I don't know how much it would have had an effect on me, but some of this stuff looks ridiculous. Like this Castlevania one here kind of looks like something yeah, I'd Yeah, Castlevania's way off. <laughs> it's got these kids, like, just looking at a bunch of monsters. I mean, all those monsters were in Castlevania games, but where's, like, uh, where's the Whip Man at? Where are the Belmonts? Where, 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 where are they at? I think the California games is the coolest one. Yeah. I mean, what? Yeah, that would have been interesting. <laughs> They're all surfing. Just because I don't chased think it could have ruined the game if this game came out, like, or this cartoon came out. Like, this yeah. wouldn't have, this wouldn't have not damaged the source material at all. No. And I think that's such an unlikely game to get a, a show. Like, what would you, there was no, like, real characters in that game. No, this would have been California archetypes, right? They're, yeah, right. They'll, they'll just like play hacky sack every one. You have the, the stoner with his dog, the basketball player, the bikini babe, and the surfer getting chased by a like... shark. You got the the loafer guy that's always just hanging out in his floaty device, and you get the actual <laughs> surfer who's not being silly down the bottom. Yeah, and basketball player. Well, you got a dude on a bike in the background. Yeah, half an hour on a guy trying to hit a seagull with a hacky sack. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. This this Metroid one looks. I mean, the monster looks kind of cool, but yeah, it just really does. This guy here in the in the same looks like suit Alien Two. Just looks like this really Alien. makes me sad. Alien Two, but not Ripley. <laughs> I don't know, but yeah, no. Double Dragon one looks kind of cool. That one actually looks the kind of looks like what Dragon Double Dragon looks like. You know. Yeah, it looks like the cover of the game. Yeah. So. Is was there any explanation as to why they never became a thing? Probably because the other stuff wasn't successful enough, or what? It didn't really go into why. Why not? Um, yeah, I don't know. Or maybe it just didn't get past the pitch. It's like here's a picture yeah, of what saying, we were maybe, thinking. Yeah, this yeah. person just drew this stuff. Mm-hmm. It. Like if you look, at, they've got it all on top of wood paneling, which makes it very much an, a product of its time. I mean, this. Uh, yeah, I mean, this Metroid picture. It kind of is like almost along the lines of the old like Mega Man covers, you know, where it's like the guy holding a gun and it's not even, <laughs> he looks like nothing like Mega Man whatsoever. It's kind of right. almost, that's kind of almost like, like space Clint Eastwood just smiling. And <laughs> I mean, it's so ridiculous that it's almost like t-shirt material. I don't know. I kind of, I kind of like the amazingly badness of it. Just looking at it right now. Castlevania I mean, looks like every Ghostbusters toy from the late eighties. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The Castlevania one like seems like just. It's like, well, we got monsters, but why are there kids here? Like, why? Yeah. <laughs> why are they like, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. What it's using the same font as the Beetlejuice cartoon. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Very, very, very large, uh, very stretched out vowels here. A's with a whole very, very big tops. I don't know. It's uh, yeah, it's an interesting thing. Like it, we've, we've talked about uh video game cartoons in in the past and we might do another uh, patreon episode about it in the future who knows but it's always cool to find to find weird stuff like that uh let's just do let's do a couple more quick ones i think that's all we have left and then we'll be out of here uh one i want to mention just because it's a favorite of mine sega trademark trademarks super monkey ball title yes uh i love the super monkey Tabigoro. ball games uh jeremy and i we played a lot of it Tabegoro, yes. <laughs> and, uh, yes, bring Monkey Ball to Switch, please. And make it a new game, not a port. That's all I ask. Go for it. I hope that that has something to do with that Sega, with that, that Sega survey that I did, that it took me like a half hour to do. Cause I did tell him to bring it. You know, I made sure and said, bring it to Switch. Super Monkey Ball. It's a fun game. Let's get Monkey Target 3 already. Yeah, yeah. Let's get some online Monkey Target. That'd be really fun. I should do that. 
Um, It'll be ideal for the switch and handheld tilting your, your switch and everything. Mm-hmm. You know, I remember playing the one on the iPhone. That was my most played iPhone game maybe ever. Um, but yeah, to have it on the nice big screen where you can just tilt your switch this way and that way, it'd mm-hmm. be fun. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't know if I want to do. I don't know if I want to do tilt with it. Well, hopefully there's like an option to not do tilt. I'm still a dual stick guy. Yeah, but anyway, I, I still want. I want to play Monkey Ball again. I guess those it was games single, are fun. Single stick. Yeah, I was gonna say. I don't think there was a. I don't think there was camera control. But yeah, no, those games are cool. I'd like to see. I mean, there was a Monkey Ball Game Boy Advance and a couple Mark Monkey Ball DS games. Well, there's a DS one and a 3DS one. So it has been handheld before. But I'm always into more of Monkey Ball, and I like most of Sega's titles for the most part. I did. I was following us up about the emulators. Emulators on Switch. Two of them. Dreamcast emulator. I don't know how you say this. REI cast. Recast coming to Switch. Recast. Yeah, and also is, uh, an emulator for the original Xbox now runs on Switch. But this is all homebrew stuff, right? This is all hack homebrew, stuff. Yeah. Like it's not yeah. legal stuff. But I guess it could be a way for some people to legitimately maybe. I mean, Dreamcast is going to run fine on Switch. I don't think that's really going to be a problem. Xbox One, it'll be fine. Not, you know what I mean. The original, <laughs> the original Xbox, Xbox will, will run fine on the Switch, too. You know, I don't think it's a problem. But, yeah, those homebrew guys love love messing with that shit. Put that on there. And, like, yeah, I did see that Switch DS. I saw the video of that where uh, someone had taken two DSs and then somehow gotten them to link together to make one continuous image. I don't know how they did two that. Two switches, yeah. Yeah, it was two... Oh, sorry, that's what I meant. Two switches, but made so it look like a DS. Yeah. Well, yeah. But, but but at the same time, like, who would do that? Like, who has two switches? I guess that could be the Switch Pro, where you buy two switches and it's $600. Yikes. <laughs> well, plus the cost of the adapter, made by the person who created the flip grip. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Friend of the friend of the show. Well, uh, Jeremy Parrish. We know we know him. Well, I, I don't think he admitted it. He he didn't, but he it was involved with it. He didn't. I don't know. I feel I feel like that's an idea of his. Maybe he was uh, partial. Maybe they like had a conversation about it. It looks really cool though. Like the flipped uh, the opening. I know it's expensive for having two switches, but I like the idea of it making it a DS again because it makes it much more makes it much more portable because it'll like protect itself. You know. Mm-hmm. You just have to get another Switch. Yeah, which I can't afford right now. So there you go. But I think uh, I think that is uh, all of our news for this week. Um, thank you, everyone, for listening to us. You can, uh, if you want to support the show, you can do it at at uh, patreon.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast. You can hear our secret shows on there. We have four of them at the moment. So that's four hours worth of material on there that you can't hear anywhere else. And plus, you know, you can help us pay for the show. Like we, you know, this is all, this is all host supported on here. You know, we don't really make anything from it. So if you want to help us out, you can. And of course, there's different levels where you get different things. If you support at the $50 level, uh, Jess will make you uh, some nice art thing. If you want, if you want to do that, there's a couple spaces of that available. You can check that out, but you can find, you know, if you want, if you want to find us aside from that, you can find us at Nintendo main podcast.com. There's actually a new website uh, or a new design. John uh, redesigned it for us, so check that out. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit uh, looks looks a little bit less crazy. I mean, I kind of just like I don't know anything about web design, so I just kind of just threw stuff together before. But you can you can get on there, uh, you know, send us emails and stuff through there. 
NintendoMadePodcast.com. You can also find us uh Facebook. You know, we have our Facebook group. You can find us on the Twitter. I'm a Nintendo underscore domain. Jeremy is a JMAX stack with K at the end, like, more, like Mortal Kombat, you know. Um, you can also find us at twitch.tv slash Podcast. I still do the 2 a.m. streams. Just just uh, finished uh, Mortal Kombat Deception. I'm actually thinking about doing a playthrough of Mystical Ninja now in 64 because I really like that game and I want to play it again. And it's fun to do retro stuff through there. Also, uh, youtube.com slash Podcast. You can find us there as well for all of our different, you know, playthroughs and other shit that you find on there. And, uh, yeah, I think that's it. Uh, thank you for listening. Oh, yeah, we've been your hosts. I'm Trey Johnson. I'm Jeremy Kowski. John Litter. And uh, we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening. Yep. Okay,